In a time where unsolicited advice, opinions, and dick pics are the norm. Here's a podcast you didn't ask for, but we're giving you anyway. Well, actually, who asked you anyway? Mind if I jump in here real quick? No one cares. Allow me to play devil's advocate. I don't think you know what that word means. This fucking guy. This is Unsolicited. Hello! Welcome nope. to the Unsolicited Podcast, coming in too hot again. This is the show <laughs> and energy that nobody asked for, but we're giving to you anyway. I'm one of your hosts, Jack, and I'm here with my co-host, Kelly and Tommy. Sup, sup, How are you guys sup, doing? Sup. You actually startled me on that, and I knew you were going to come in hot right. with the energy, and then I was startled. I need a breather. <laughs> This is the most athletic activity you've done all day is yelling into a microphone. Amazing. I'm sorry. I don't work out much. Well, I thought you were losing weight. By not eating as much. Oh. I haven't figured out how to schedule workout into my day. I can't wake up early right now. I'm having problems. I know this is really exciting off the bat, guys. But <laughs> Yeah. Way to start a podcast with your wake-up schedule. <laughs> Why don't we uh, get into the... Or we deal with the elephant in the room? Big elephant. And uh, I guess Kelly can address this for us. Play sad music, Tommy. Um, dude, like, what do you what do you want to do this? Play sad music. Well, you didn't have your hand on the board, so. All right, everyone. So if you have come to us from the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast, you may have heard some bad news. Um, the podcast as it exists is canceled. So um, I know, I know, I know. Comedy Central has decided to um, go in the direction of the Daily Show podcast, which is just playing the audio version of the show. And um, it was an amicable split. Jim and uh, Forrest and I are looking for new homes. So we will be back with a new name on a new network. With no legal notes. Sounds good. I think it's not it, bad. It's not a bad thing. I think people should uh, stop losing their fucking mind about it because I think it's going to be ultimately a good thing. Uh, everyone wants Jim to be the whole biggest. The biggest concern that people have is like everyone thinks Jim is watered down on TV, which is also bullshit. Maybe we should adju- uh, address that too because he does ultimately have the end say. Um, but if he has his own podcast, he'll never have to worry about network notes again. Uh, so I think if you really love Jim for what he does, this is. The best thing possible. What's going to be funny is that people are going to realize that Jim just doesn't really talk about hookers and coke anymore. <laughs> like, and so they're going to be like, "Oh fuck, I thought he was watered down because of the TV show, but it's just because he's a dad now and he doesn't." Yeah, that, that, there, yeah, I saw a bunch of that this morning, just based on the regular TV show, which everyone was like, uh, you, "You used to be funny as their go-to, you know." Mm-hmm. And I guess I think he he was in the right, the room talking about like, "Yeah, I guess." People just don't realize that it's not about it's not about punching hookers and cocaine anymore. You know, it, Did you say punching hookers. No, nah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe someone's into punching. <laughs> no, nah, I mean he was being like really over the top. But the point is, he's a different person. He's, he's, he's evolved. Yes. But also, I saw a lot of positive comments, and no one likes to talk about that part. I saw a majority positive. What do you mean on the show? Yeah. Yeah. No I mean, one talks about the part. We're always talking about the negative. No, the show was great. The show, was, the show was freaking fantastic. So if you are confused, uh, season three started on Tuesday. So go watch that on Comedy Central. Right. Um, and they'll get the Jim Jeff- a form of a Jim Jeffrey Show podcast up as soon as we could. Just got to get some yeah. advertisers. And, a place, a place and in the meantime, it. you have us, baby. Hell yeah. We'll try and keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on in this world. Yeah. World. 
Yeah. How are you feeling, by the way, Tommy? Uh, I feel like uh, shit. I'm just kind of hanging in there. Yeah. And I think you are, I would... you are a little low energy. You did. He'd right before we clicked record. He said he thought he was having a heart attack. So. Yeah. If I'm holding my chest. I got a little pain. I, I can't seem to get my shit you passed together. a kidney stone this weekend. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about this weekend. But if you want me to start with the kidney stones, let's talk about stones. Yeah, I want to start with the stuff oh, that nobody cares the, about first. Just the one from the kidneys. Oh, uh, you don't want your other stones? I was giving. Wait, you more. Oh that, no, no, oh, I want the other stones now. Now, this, oh. this is actually a stone I'm giving you. Oh. Came out of his ass. Well, you, told, you told me you were going to bring the kidney stone. And yeah, I was like, that is fucking a, huge. I put a sticker on <laughs> it. Made in China. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an uh, Avatrine. Yeah, right, your kidney stone you. was made in vodka, I'm sure. And uh, a tiger eye, tiger's eye for Jack. Sweet. And what those are these? Are, well, let's see. So Jack's. Mine, okay, so just since you guys can't see this, mine kind of looks like a Werther's original. All right, so Ke- Mine Ke- looks like, Kelly's looks is, like a stepped on Werther's original. Oh, tiger. Kelly's promotes Lux, helps foster new beginnings, instills an adventurous spirit, promotes per- perseverance, strength, and resolve, and helps establish uh, self will and self control. You know what? That's pretty interesting because my first tattoo was a tramp stamp. It's a Chinese symbol and it means luck. There you go. Yeah. And Jack's been shitting shamrocks since I've met him. So <laughs> yeah. you have yourself Seriously. a tiger's eye, and basically it's just kind of your—it's like part of the starter's kit for crystal people. And it fosters forgiveness, enhances truth and integrity, insists with clear and communication, and helps uh, tune in thoughts and recharges energy, increases empathy, and attracts abundance and fosters joy. It's kind of the first. I have so my now, crystal now the too. stone that everybody's been waiting to see. Uh, I don't. This know. might be the first time that on a podcast. I need a piece of white paper so you guys can get a good look. Is it? Oh, it's pretty small. Yeah, it's tiny. It's tiny. I kind of wanted to see a big. Honker. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. They're, 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 it's, it's almost really tiny. I'm not sure that anyone's ever done this on a podcast. Do we need before. a microscope as well? No. Okay. But you hear that? It's rattling. Ugh. It's gross. Guys, he literally pissed this out. I pissed this out this weekend. Ta-da. That's what it looks like. Oh my you lord! Don't want it looks like look a wood chip. It. it almost looks like a wood chip, right? But it's actually a jagged piece of calcium, mm. and it's sharp on the edges. So this it is does, good that looks really it does painful. tear you up. Yeah, you want it, it, it want looks it? like a tiny. Don't sharp touch tooth. it, Jack. <laughs> I'm that not. Literally came out of his dick. <laughs> you don't know where that's been. <laughs> you know where that's been? That's been through my kidney, through my urethra, through my urethra, <laughs> into <laughs> my bladder, and out my cock. My urethra. Uh, yeah. Don't say cock, please. Yeah. You like that? I only like when Jack says cock at the end of the episode. Yeah, because I can't. I should have put something fake in there and just uh, <laughs> flicked it at him. And I just flicked it at Jack, but I'm not. I have to send it to the doctor now to get checked out. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's what I did this weekend. I was. Uh, it started Thursday night. Uh, I passed it Saturday. It was immediate relief, but it wasn't all that bad. Um, I have remedies that if anyone ever needs to uh, know about, ask me. But this uh, is your you guys first having, kidney stone, right? It's not my first. Mm. It's like having your second child. <laughs> this wasn't. You cut it out the side of. The- <laughs> that's why it wasn't so bad. I remember um, my first. Kidney while stone. I was uh, passing the stone, you guys were uh, in Vegas. Yeah, passing a bag of mushrooms around. Mm-hmm. Is that really what we're going to talk about now? Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, what do you mean, Vegas or mushrooms? Sorry, I'm you acted surprised. Martini. You you introduced that we were in Vegas, and then you said, "Is that really what we're going to talk about right now?" No, I mean, I didn't know you guys <laughs> wanted to, to talk about shrooms, but I guess we are. Why would we not? I don't. I know. went on a journey, Tommy. You went on a journey. Oh, nice. <laughs> so where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> we well, let's start the from the beginning. We went hotel. to yeah. I, so we left work. Wait, let's talk about you guys leaving work. I remember that we left work early on Friday. Okay. We carpooled. 
to the airport, and okay. then we got to drive right onto the runway. Well, you did. I got to drive right on the Jack runway. Jack had Jim in his car, so he got to drive right yeah, onto I had the extra runway. The shamrock shitter over here. Uh, shamrock yeah. shitter. And the CRV, the dirty CRV. <laughs> um, <laughs> Driving up to the private airport. Yeah. Onto the tarmac right up next to the private jet. I have a picture of my dirty CRV in the private so jet, where, just for comparison. Where did you uh, park your car? Like, did someone park it for you? I just left it there, and some dude in a jacket came up, grabbed it, and drove it away. Okay, so you guys. I never were, saw the car again. You guys were there. I wasn't, so I have no idea what was going on, and I. I held off asking a lot of questions because mm-hmm. I wanted to save for the podcast. So mm-hmm. I'll ask the questions. You just answer them. You Perfect. got it. All right. Um, so how was a private jet? Pass. <laughs> First time on a private jet? Yes. No. For me. But Jack used no. to go to Jack used to go to high school. Yeah. Yeah. His parents were like, driver. "You don't have to take the bus, honey. <laughs> just take the just PJ. Take the jet. Where do you guys want to go this weekend? <laughs> school. <laughs> now that was my first time on a private jet, and um, somebody had asked to take. Uh, we wanted to get a group picture one like before we went to Vegas and then one after where we looked completely disheveled and mm-hmm. Jim's like no act like you belong here and I'm like but I don't I, <laughs> this right. is the first and last time I'll ever be in a private jet you said something funny about it I think Jack might have said I heard this um what if we crash? Which is a great, oh, yeah, com- great conversation for plane talk. By right the way. when we took off, when we took off, because like when you're when you're at those lower altitudes, it's pretty bumpy. And Jack said something like, "What if we crash?" And I was like, "If I fucking die on a private jet, I'll be so stoked! Like yeah. it would be the best story." Yeah, because everyone's gonna go. She was living her best life. Yeah, right, like uh, Kelly died on a private jet. That's all she cares about. To Vegas, yeah. yeah. To Vegas. It's like. Uh, that's okay in the obit. It's like That'll now, work. now when they Google me, they don't find my nudes anymore. It's just, <laughs> it's just that I died on a private jet. There you go. That's amazing. Girl you know, from every- nude photos <laughs> dies in private jet. Now yeah. there's thousands of people googling for a nude photo. They got taken but- down, guys, years ago. It's fine. Good. How about Jack? How about your nude photos? They now still up? They're still up. All right. And he's got zero. I can do about he's got, and he's got zero clicks. <laughs> yeah, no clicks. No one's looking at him. What's going on, people? I put him up there. The website, yeah, the website told him he could take it down years ago, and he's like, I'm just still waiting on some uh, engagement here. They're like, yeah, I can't see the photos I uploaded. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the server is a little backed up. We'll get to it eventually. It's been three years. <laughs> well, someday oh, somebody will look at your dick, Jack. No, nah, oh, it's no. okay. We don't have to. All right. So you get to Vegas on this private jet. Yep. And you go to what a hotel? Can the we Mirage. say? We got, yeah, we got yeah, picked up it. by a limo. We, we walked five steps from the stairs of the plane to get into a, to limo, a limo, which was great. Got dropped off the Mirage. Um, Jim had a villa there, and then we all had. We well, all I know had you started drinking before you even got on the plane. Did everyone else? Did, uh, did Was there a show that night? Yeah. Yes. Okay, Jack, you did not perform on this show. I did not perform. Okay, Justin Martindale did. Justin did. And, and JJ. And JJ, JJ did. Whitehead. Nice. Um, they did great. Yeah, the show, was, the show was at 10, so we all met for dinner in Jim's room. He ordered a bunch of steaks and like seafood tower and sides and all that stuff. We had some drinks there. Jim Jim's not drinking right now, so he hasn't... He hasn't had a drink in over a month now. Yeah. And just so everyone knows, this doesn't happen at every show he does. This yes, only happens at the Vegas show. Milwaukee? Shows. Where were you, Milwaukee? Yeah. <laughs> we flew yeah. a private jet there, stayed at the Grand Hyatt. Milwaukee had a cheese beer tower, whatever it's called <laughs> yeah, exactly. in Milwaukee. There's a bunch of uh, pretzel sticks. So awesome. So, so let's just get to the meat of this thing. When did the mushrooms start? Right after the show. That was the first thing we did. Yeah, first night. We did night. not hesitate. And that's a, the crazy thing is like, so I've done mushrooms probably now 10 or 11 times. And um, yeah, they're so magical. That's they're, what I heard the whole time. Legit I was legit my favorite drug. 
Um, but most of the times I've done them, I guess they probably haven't been very strong. So I've done an eighth, which is like a baggie full of them. And so you're just mm -hmm. chewing on disgusting mushrooms mm -hmm. for a while. And then the trip is like really, really intense for eight hours. But the ones eight that, hours. Oh yeah. The ones that Forrest gets are so strong. So he, you know, he gave me a cap and a stem and it was like, and I always feel like this won't be enough. And I was sitting outside with Jack and everybody else was sitting inside the villa, but they're, uh, floor to ceiling glass windows so I can see inside and I'm like just looking at Jack and all of a sudden his face like just starts melting and I look oh inside God. at the TV <laughs> and there's an aquarium scene on the TV and I'm looking at that and that's getting a little fuzzy and I go oh boy I'm tripping now and I'm Jack's like, like, really? I'm like, Kelly, how are you tripping? I don't feel anything. And then I just can't stop eating M&Ms for three every, hours. Yeah, every time I saw oh, Jack, yeah. he's like, I feel totally fine. And I'm like, you've had a different item of food in your hands every time I've seen it. He's like Brad Pitt from Ocean's Eleven, just constantly eating. I just get hungry. I don't yeah. know. And this, mind you, this was after. That's very weird, Jack. Not many pe people like don't really eat when they're on who is Jack. What's crazy, though, is that oh, really? before, before mm, the show, when we all had dinner, Jack had his own. <laughs> Jack had his own ribeye. He had half of my fillet. He had half of Kelsey Kelsey's fillet. And then Jim paid him fifty dollars to drink the remaining butter from a plate of crab legs out of a glass. And so he had eaten so much food before the show, and then could not stop eating on mushrooms. I just want to correct you. I did not have a ribeye. I had a prime rib. Sorry, yeah. it had a rib in it. I mean, you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's interesting. I couldn't I, I possibly bring, to remember I was going to bring that order. up later about the, the butter. Anyway, so what did you guys learn from your magical mushroom trip? Mushrooms I mean, it was fun. the funniest night of my life. Yeah, it was and really I've done fun. mushrooms a bunch of times, and they're, it's always well, you're, fucking you're, great. Well, you're in a room with professional comedians. Professional comedians who are very funny. Uh, Forrest is the funniest person. I've yeah, I've learned that I never want to do drugs again without Forrest because he, he. I kept calling him my shaman all night because <laughs> he's such an entertainer on mushrooms. Like he just said, he's always like that when he's on mushrooms. But like anytime there'd be a lull in anything, he'd start tap dancing or he'd do a Shark Tank performance for us or he'd like talk about the artwork in the room or the aquarium scene that was on the TV. Every fish that would come by, he'd be like, "That guy owes me money." He's brilliant. Yeah, he's he fucking just, my he's, wife. He's brilliant. He maybe, maybe so funny. He should focus on that. That should be his like just a mushroom comic. Yeah, like people, the guy. <laughs> the guy that yeah, you you do mushrooms and you pop in a a Forrest Shaw DVD. There, there was this. <laughs> point where uh, one of the guys that it was Justin's friend he had knocked over his glass and um, everybody thought that the glass broke oh, it was so a bad it was sound. like a really a really somber sound. somber moment because we were all like is there glass exactly. on the ground is there glass on the ground and then he picked up the glass and it was completely intact and we all cheered like our team had just won the fucking world series and <laughs> Like, no joke, n none of us have ever been that excited in our lives. And then Forrest lifts this, like, expensive-ass bowl from the table, and he's hoisting it above his head. I've never <laughs> seen Jim laugh that hard in my life. He's like, that's the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen I did life. see one picture of yours, and I know maybe it slipped from uh, from your Instagram, but, like, there was him in a robe throwing tubes into a Oh, pool. yeah. I, I only took one <laughs> video the entire night, and it's because JJ, JJ's entire trip was in the hot tub. And like, so I was sitting outside with JJ because I felt like I couldn't go inside because I thought he might drown. And yeah. so I was like babysitting him outside. And then Forrest comes out. I had put a robe on because I was freezing. And I'm like, Forrest, you got to try this robe. And Forrest puts it on. He's like, this robe is good people. And then he, he decides <laughs> to be a lifeguard for JJ, takes the inner tube off of the fence and <laughs> chucks it to JJ. So four Comics and you two, it sounds awesome. I, my mushroom days are kind of behind me a little no, bit. No, it was the best. But who knows? No, um, you can still do them, Tommy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we, we, we're going to discuss a little bit more of this later uh, from from some of the questions that we have. So I don't want to give away all my stories. 
but I do understand how awesome it could be and how some people right now could be listening and saying, wow, a tube thrown in the water or a glass that didn't break. But like for you guys, it was a Super Bowl. Well, and that's and that's the funny thing, too, is like I kept having these moments in my head of like, I, I really w- should take videos of this. But like ultimately, none of it's going to be as funny to somebody right. who's sober as it is to somebody on mushrooms. And like it really doesn't affect you that much. It's just like kind of a heightened sense of like giddiness. And yeah. you you may see a little bit like... I think it's all about how much you take. Yeah. Because I've had mushroom trips that were worse than any LSD trip that I've ever done. Yeah, I've had some really intense ones where it's like things are really moving. This isn't fun. I need to stay stay where I am. And my first mushroom experience ever was in Atlantic City, much like Vegas. And there is a lot of stimuli. There's like weird paisley rugs that feel like an ocean you're running over and blinking lights and bells and whistles and machines going off and people cheering. It's not the safest place for a first time. Well, yeah, Atlantic City's scary no vegas could be scary too don't Not start shitting scary, on jersey yeah, Dude, i'll it's, shit on it like a, a few of them jim kept going out to gamble and i'm like there's there's <laughs> no fucking way i'm leaving this hotel room like the, i i can't be high in public like I, I won't even smoke weed and then go in public yeah i'm not that guy either but here's the thing about mushrooms and this is why they call these psychedelic things a trip because you have every intention of staying right where you are like we're gonna stay in the basement and we're going to hang out. And the next thing you know, you're on a fucking bus. And you're just <laughs> on the go. And you're like, or you're walking through the woods or staring at a lake that you've never been to. Or the funniest thing is when you have like three or four people on like the fourth step of your of your house. They feel like, I've never stood here before. Or you all end up in a bathroom because one person yells, you got to see this. Yeah. And everybody's in a small bathroom. It's weird. Anyway, I, I, think, fi- I, find I don't hope we're not losing people with this. But no, I, I, I find our, that it's a super ADD drug like uh, where you... Like there was one time that I did it with nine of my friends and we ended up sitting on the sidewalk outside of my apartment complex. My neighbor came out. He's like, Kelly, what are you doing? I'm like, we're on mushrooms. He's like, you can't just sit here. And I was like, we can't move either. We were just sitting there staring at the flowers. And I lived about a half a mile from the beach at that point. And every minute and a half or two minutes, I would go, guys, I have the best idea. Let's go to the beach. And everybody would be like, fuck yeah. And then we would be too slow to get up. And so two minutes later, I'm like, oh, my God, guys. Yeah. You think we should go to the beach? And that happened for f- probably three fucking hours. Oh, did you Did you guys have like your own little journey with each individual person there? I know that psychedelics, you always, you always have like, you have a big group, but you do have your personal moments with each individual. Like, would you guys go on this own, this little, another sub trip within a trip? I've had that happen before. It wasn't so much this time. <laughs> I don't think I was as uh, high as I normally would be. I went. This time. I had a personal experience with a nice bowl of spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, that's weird. Oh yeah, dude. we did order room service. Cleared it to the bottom. I was like, get French fries. Yeah, French and fries. Ranch. Turkey club, whatever was coming through that door, I ate. Nice. It was just a. It was All a right, really so good. So Jack time. eats when he's tripping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we've learned. Kidney stones. We covered that. Crystals, gifts. Everyone got new gifts today. Yes, Jack you. trips balls. Is that the first time, Jack? No. No. All right. Well, He's done mushroom risotto with Jim the, before yeah. in Vegas. The last Vegas. You only trip. do yeah. mushrooms in Vegas. Well, I can't thousand. think of a worse place I'd want to do mushrooms. I don't know. But oh, no, I can't think of a better place now. I mean, it doesn't. It's not bad to do it in a villa. With a giant TV that's playing an aquarium. Yeah, I mean... If, that's if, true. If, it is a good environment. <laughs> you, got, you guys are in like a giant suite. Like, if I went to Vegas and had like a, you know, a double bedroom... And yeah. <laughs> the, the, the a much different experience of me just bugging the fuck out in a shitbox room. Yeah. The bathroom in Why Jim's villa was the size of my room. I'd be sitting and in And I the had corner. two 
two queen beds in it. <laughs> we crying in the corner? Yeah. All right, no, so really what are we time. doing now? Let's voicemails. We got so many fucking emails and voicemails. I don't know if we'll have time to do them all, but... No, we won't. We um, grabbed, I grabbed a handful of voicemails and a handful of messages. Uh, we will get to yours if we don't tonight. Um, but yeah, the show's doing really, really well, and we love that everyone's getting involved. We need you to. Uh, we haven't mentioned our handles yet, so I'll do it real quick. If you want to send us an email, it's the unsolicited pod at Gmail. Or as this says, the unsolo cited pod. On our solo cited pod. Jesus, you don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I spelled it wrong? Yeah. All right. I was on mushrooms. <laughs> anyway, um, Twitter and Instagram at the unsolicited three. Wow. Well, your, I want, I was your actually, decline is happening. Yeah, I, I'm dying. Is the heart attack happening? Yeah, <laughs> Tommy, half of your I think face I just, is drooping. I know, I just had a stroke. <laughs> Why are you uh, reading our handles voice off the mail, paper? Yeah, you know them. Voicemail 1-833-2667-667, because I just want to get it right, for Christ's sake. Okay. Anyway, let's start with some voicemails. You guys ready for that? Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got. Hopefully they're good ones. It better be. Where is it? Yeah, guys, Craig from Melbourne again. Uh, just listened to the second podcast. Great work. Thanks. Uh, during the answer to my first question this week, Kelly mentioned she was as feminist as they come, which made me think of uh, another uh, good question for you. Well, I think it's a good question. Uh, gender quotas in employment, should it be the best person for the job with all applicants going through the same you know, physical, mental screening? Obviously, these kind of change depending on the role, like military role, emergency services role. Um, or do you think the importance of diversity in the workplace outweigh this? Uh, thanks for taking my call and looking forward to next week's podcast. See you later. Wow. We just went from mushrooms to smart talk. Uh, I don't understand half of those words. We're, we're getting... Yeah, we, we're, America has got to ste- step up. I mean, I feel like a lot of our calls and stuff are coming from overseas, which is awesome, but are you not engaged? Why? Are you not engaged? Are you not engaged? Um, no, to answer that question, I generally think the best person for the job is the right way to go. Um, diversity in the workplace is always good, but and there are different ways that strengths can be me- measured, so it's not... It's not always about a physical strength. It could be about a problem solving or, um, you know, interpersonal relationships and all of that stuff. So I think, I think the way strengths are measured can be pretty subjective. Um, but I don't think that anybody should get a job over somebody who's much, much higher qualified than them because they're in a minority group. Like they're a female versus a male. So you're anti affirmative action. Well, I think affirmative um, action is supposed to be like if the resume action. is exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's my thought on this. Uh-oh. Uh, Jack, do you want to go? No, you can go. All right. Um, I'm all for. Um, um, what I get concerned about is when they lower the bar for physical things. I'm use fire people for a, a you know a good example. If they set a bar at like how much you're supposed to be able to lift and what you're supposed to be able to carry, and a woman can do it, I'm all for it. But I don't want them to say a woman gets on the fire department just because she's a woman, and yet I'm fucking burning in a fire, and she can't pull me out because she's physically not strong enough. Why don't you just fucking stand up? Yeah, you should just burn in hell, man. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) But I don't care. I was not going there. If a woman can do the same (laughs) thing. I was trying to read your mind. (laughs) If a woman can meet the bar of what she's supposed to do, hell, take the job. And I'm not for anyone getting a job just for the hell of it, but we need these... Uh, we need these things in place in order to make sure that everyone has the same equal playing field in order to get those jobs. So until we get there, we still kind of need those things. Uh, Comedy Central actually does a good job. But we have we have uh, we have apprenticeship programs now. Do you guys notice that? No. We have two or three people on our staff that are like um, uh, of a minority from inner cities. 
that don't get the opportunity to go to you know film schools and all those different things, but they can earn union hours and credits here hmm. now. And they're, and it's, I guess that's pretty cool because really the the blame on our lies show or at the network on our show. We're the first show to do it. Who Which are these uh, for, on, for the, on our days? Jim Jeffries TV show? We have two people here who are working for, through an apprenticeship program to get into the union, which is the first show for Viacom never do that. Never seen him. Um, but going back to his That's question, cool, it sounded like he was excluding things like the military and like highly physical jobs and stuff like that. I mean, if you look at workforces in general, like the entertainment industry and like I came from finance, it was it's heavily male dominated. And those are definitely industries where females um, are underrepresented and probably have the same skill set, but it's been uh, yeah. There's been, a lot of boys' clubs. Yeah. So, so to answer that question, there does need to be more diversity in those workplaces because you're going to have a hard time telling me that women can't do the same thing as men. Well, let me ask you this question: Do you think that the whole Me Too movement has either helped this or hurt this in certain in, in in some way? Meaning, like, yes, it's a boys' club. You have to hire a certain amount of women, but do you also think that? You know, there's something in the back of these men's head that's just like, well, you know, it seems like a lot of trouble and we could get in trouble. I think you're a piece of shit if you think that, honestly, because because if you're not the type of guy like this whole idea, it's like, oh, I can't even say hi to my female coworkers now. or I can't give her a hug or do any of that stuff. You can't ask Sarah to go to the party after. You just be inappropriate. It's just it's that easy. (laughs) People that aren't. (laughs) People that aren't perpetrators of this kind of stuff aren't worried about those types of things. So I just really don't believe that that anybody who's a good guy is truly afraid of, of this shit happening. Yeah, Jack, you, Jack just, you didn't give your take. Go ahead. What's my take on? Uh, we're talking point? about if we're talking about if women can have jobs. Just agree with me. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that's right. I just <laughs> think. should women have jobs. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, women, women should. All work. right, next. <laughs> uh, I like especially for writers' rooms. At least is a place I look at a lot for diversity is. Um, and creative spots is just work meeting so many different comics in town. Like if you put a room together, like a bunch of late night shows were like this in the past, you just get a bunch of nerdy white guys together. Yeah. You're going to get a bunch of jokes that are just a bunch of nerdy white guy jokes. A lot of nerds in the writer's room. And then yeah. when you get a room that's more diverse, you limit the amount of nerdy white guys you get in there. You get nerdy black guys, <laughs> you know, whatever, nerdy black women or Cool people. Cool people have different jokes too. Like you diversify all these different personalities, assuming the skill set, of course. Is yeah, the same. because you're not trying to reach just one no. subset of the audience either. That's it's it's, it's and you it's want people coming to from not all... have writers' rooms that are diverse. Because so much of comedy comes from great. Thanks for that. <laughs> so much of comedy. I was comes made. From... I was for me. I was gonna go. Look, you giving me the stink eye. Why are you so angry at me, Kelly? Because we were making very no. It's a good poignant... point. Points. I was stuck on nerds in a writer's room. There's tons of them. There are. <laughs> there are yeah. I mean, it's like, and then they, I, I, you go to any writer's room in town, it's just like, yeah, what shit on frat boys, jocks. <laughs> like, it's like, like almost like they got the job and now it's their turn to start shitting on people yeah, they hated their good. whole life. Because you want people that come from all different walks of life because all people's comedy all right, is going to come the from. All right, cool. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, <laughs> she gave me the dirty look with the crickets. I, th- I think we answered that one. All right. Let's well, move on. thank you, Craig. One day I'll moving, get my opinion. Mo- moving out. along. <laughs> hey guys, this is Caroline from Baltimore. Oh, I'm Caroline. the one who broke my phone while listening to the podcast. Nice. Tell me all those pillows. Um, so my question is, what is your best and worst drunk purchases? I'm asking because I recently ended up with a blender that I definitely didn't need. So I'm just curious for other people stupidly spend their money on well drunk. Thanks. Bye. Before we answer this, huge shout out to Caroline because she made us some really fucking awesome pillows. 
Uh, she crocheted Jack a clean dick 99 pillow with, the with Dodgers, Dodgers on logos. It. Yep, that's cool. And she made one That's because Jack me. has a clean dick for, not, for those of you who just listened to the show. He has a very clean and dick. And I have my HPV vaccinations. I'm covered. Tight. Um, she made one for me that said something like, edgelords are the most fucking annoying people on the planet and I don't want to see them happy. Is that what their quote was? Yeah. Sweet. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Because I fucking hate edgelords. Anyway, moving on. Answer the question. What's the What's the craziest thing you've bought while drunk like the 10th drink i guess i don't know i make i make stupider uh, decisions ugh. sober to drink margaritaville is oh yeah <laughs> margaritaville was a sober decision that now has haunted me for the rest of my days what, what does this mean i will i'm about to explain so i was okay. in the margaritaville um in the bahamas um vegas is coming oh. margaritaville in the bahamas and they offer uh, a blender that you can buy and it, your drink comes is bigger quantity and then you get the uh, discounted refills. So I bought it and it works at every single Margaritaville in the world. So every time I go to a Margaritaville, I bring my blender with me. Oh, you brought that blender to Vegas? No, no, no. In oh, Vegas, they you. had a double size blender oh. that's like the size of a big gulp from 7-Eleven or wherever. So I bought it. It was $32 and when the bartender was making it <laughs> they drop it on the counter everyone looks at it at the bar and this is on saint patrick's day too and the guy just has two liquor bottles in his hand and pours them no! upright. yeah <laughs> it, it feels the day before saint patrick's day <laughs> no this is yeah yeah you're right this is the day we were before. about to go to the beatles show and i was like where are you and yeah he, he sends me a picture of this he love in, in, yeah. in vegas yeah. right he sends yeah. me a picture of this fucking giant blender filled with a blue drink <laughs> and he goes i think i need help drinking this i was like i'm not fucking drinking that He's like, how like, are you gonna finish that in 30 minutes like i'll figure it out and um, the two of you i could see the two of you sharing a, a two double straw and up a, a margarita blender. it's called a fins no. to the left there's any margaritaville fans out no. there I got just a looking at it left. i was like i'm hungover good day sir so that was a sober purchase to get me drunk. I don't have. I never drunk really. Purchases. I don't know if I've seen Jack drunk. Have you? Oh, now you have. No, I've seen, seen him, him on mushrooms. I, yeah, I don't think you've seen. I've him never really seen him drunk. You're having a party. I am. I am having a party. Yeah. If any of you want to come, his address is one one nine seven seven. Yes. Um, what you guys? Do I have to answer this question? Oh, mm-hmm. drunk purchases. Yeah. Um, I kind of get the blender because like. Amazon. If all of your answers are Blender and no, no, Caroline's no. thing was Blender, no, no, I'm just I'm getting why she bought a Blender. My guess would be that she bought a Blender because she was shit faced and she wanted to have some a frosty drink when she got home, and she's like, "Fuck, I don't have a Blender." So she went to Amazon mm-hmm. and bought a Blender. Wow. And, and I was gonna say Amazon. See, I, I'm in your head. I'm in your head. This Caroline. is like an unsolved mystery <laughs> happening right yeah, before it's our eyes. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely an unsolved. I see mystery. the gears turning, all the numbers around his head. <laughs> the Blender in the morning. So, um. I get Amazon fucks you up a lot. I I usually do the same type of thing in in that I buy things for drinking, like the shaker that I make these martinis in. Like I'll come home and be like, I don't have a shaker, and just start ordering like, <laughs> direct ordering online. I get all these like, oh, I got these martini glasses with the ice in them when I was drunk. I get like, oh, I need cute uh, square cute uh, square cube ice cubes. So, I so buy, what like, you're saying is, when you're drunk, you just buy more alcoholic tools. Yes, yeah, so I buy more alcoholic tools. Because you're a raging alcoholic. No. I'm just a bad. Once so, I'm drunk, I'm that a sounds bad, like a good purchase. I'm not me. a bad. I'm not a bad drunk. I'm not a drunk. I'm once I'm a bad drunk. I'm I do bad shit. Oh. I don't know what I don't. I don't understand it. I don't know what kind Neither of riddle that was. 
Great Scott Batman. What did you just say? <laughs> Great Scott. All right, so go ahead. I'm sure Kelly's got a story for this. She's got a story for everything. Okay. That felt judgy. That felt, yeah. What the hell is Jesus that? Jesus Christ. Okay, now now I don't want to talk for the rest of the podcast. No, I'm please, just kidding. Please, 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 please. Um, uh, no, I, I, I drunk shop all the time. Um, my best friend Colleen and I, one night, we got super drunk and we were on Groupon. Hell yeah. And we were just buying everything. Like we bought two. We bu- we initially bought a skydiving voucher, and then we went back like thirty minutes later, and we we're like, we should buy two because we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna want to go again. We bought pole dancing lessons. Wow. We multiple random items, and then um, and then the next morning, my my card got shut down. So I called Bank of America. You lose. <laughs> yeah. Day, I called. I called Bank of America and I was like, "Hey, my card got shut down, like for fraud or whatever." And they're like, "Yeah, th- there were there were hundreds of dollars of charges on Groupon," and I was like, "Oh yeah." Um, I was just really drunk, and the lady, the lady just lost her shit laughing, and she's like, "I've been there," and I was like, <laughs> "Thank you for the non-judgment." By the way, we did not go skydiving. We didn't go to pole dancing classes, and. Uh, we just wasted hundreds of dollars. That feels like a good sketch to have. Hi, this is your drunk fraud. Yeah. <laughs> this is your credit it's card like, company. We need to save you from yourself because you are either on Groupon or Amazon when you're wasted and they, you don't need any of these things. Either you're drunk right now or there's someone in your account. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But we should have gone skydiving. Sorry. Damn it, Colleen. I hear that. She's listening. So. I'm mixing a. All right. Next. Next question. All right. Or next voicemail. Let's hear it. Nice job on the podcast, guys. It's Nick from Forkin' Pies. I have three questions. Number one, Tommy, what's the phone number for this podcast? Question number two to Kelly, Jack, and Tommy. Are you allowed to eat on this podcast? If the answer is yes, then go to question number three, which is, are you guys interested in me hooking you up with some Forkin' Pies? Yes. Let me know. Good job, guys. (laughs) Ciao. Yeah. Um, that's Nick Bishop of Forkin Pies. And holy shit, guys, they're so fucking good. So, yeah. Nick, absolutely, we want absolutely. some fucking pies. Nick has been to uh, the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast several times and for the TV show. And he brings these pies. And pies are kind of new in my world because I don't know. Apparently, they're popular in Australia. They are. Yeah, Aussie. They are. They're everywhere. Yeah. Right. Pot, you've been there, right? So, their pies are everywhere. And it's, it's just amazing. And, and uh, they're like kind of deconstructed. Like, he. Well, he does pies, but then he does like mashed potatoes and peas and like gravy yeah, on top, and ones. they're so fucking good. And it, he has a whole process with them, and they're cooked over like forty-eight hours or something. Like I'm butchering this, but yeah. forkandpies.com, I think is the if you're in is LA the website. No, they they ship, oh, they ship them. Oh, they ship them too. That's right. I forgot worldwide. about that. That's right. They um, ship them. Damn, Nick, we just gave you free advertising, but yes, we want some fucking pies. Oh no, it's not that free. <laughs> yes, we got. We want pies. That's that's yeah, a short answer. Pies. Yeah. Um, Long answer but, is but yes, we the, want And also, you know pies. the number you just called it. Yeah, he was. I think he was making fun of you because you always say the number. You say it like 12 times during the course. Well, the, the number, number, one more time. The yeah. number is one 7667 That's 1-833-266-7667. Perfect. We get Moving pies. on. Hi, my name's uh, Clean Dick 99 no. from no. Canada. And I wanted to know if Jack Hackett has ever done acid? No. Long Next. time, first time. Love you guys. Have a good one. <laughs> Answer he's is lo- no, but he you said, just heard he the message. He said he loves story. us. Listen, yeah. man, hear him out. Uh, no? Why no. not? So you've done shrooms like five times. 
Four. Three times. Three times. I had a guy in San Francisco offer me um, six inches of acid. I don't know if that's a lot. I don't know. <laughs> that feels like an innuendo. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I, I think I don't he think meant six is... inches of ass look, to he, head, which look, means he was going to stick his dick in your McDonald's. butt. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was dick and butt reference. You're like, what? When I said no, I said, no, he thank said, you. I don't want six inches of ass. He goes, well, they're just going to rip you off in the park. I'm giving you a good deal here. Um, I, I feel like that was an anal joke. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I've never, I've never. I, I didn't know acid was measured in inches. But I didn't either. That was I've my never first done experience. acid, but if anybody asks me if I want six uh, inches of anything, you guys, I can't. Rem- I I can't count how many times I've done acid. Yeah, I know. That's because you are constantly in an you acid can't flashback. <laughs> you can't like someone punched pushed me in the back the other day, and I started tripping. And my first, <laughs> the first time I had a, a panic attack, I went in and said, "I'm." Ha- I told the doctor, "I'm having an acid flashback," because I thought that's because everyone always said like, "Oh, it stays in your spinal cord, man," and it can come out any time. So I went in there. I'm like, "I'm tripping balls, man," and I I need some fucking help. So. Yeah, that's acid, why I, I acid won't was do a it. big thing when I was younger. I'm Wait, so maybe old. the heart attack you were just having was a flashback. Neither. I hope so. See, I won't Honestly, do acid because had... I don't want to start tripping while I'm in church. Well, out of the blue, you think you trip? No. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing: I, it depends on acid. <laughs> <laughs> it just glossed over me at church. You don't want to fucking trip. spawn of Satan. You think I'm at church ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. How do you wow. have that? What do we have for you? You were going to be angelic at some point. I've been pretending I was sick for Christmas mass for twenty years. Oh man, got the flu. <laughs> I was like, uh, I ate too much. Um, yeah, acid has been was one of the things I did often. Uh, How often? Yeah, so what many is, fish what is often? Like every day? It was like once a month for a while. Whoa. Like when I was a freshman That's in like college, it was very popular. But it's like, uh, and and I'm and sometimes more. Just it, it was just shrooms always was were too visual and acid. Depending on how if you had a good batch, it'd be like a very party, you know, a very party like thing. Anyway, what about but, ayahuasca? We'll get into that. The I'm band. Sure. Ayahuasca, the band. All right, one more question that came in. Uh, then we'll, we'll save the others for another time. Hi, my name's Nay. Um, calling from England. Mary, I don't know. What waking the you up at like 2 a.m. with this voicemail or whatever. Um, in response to Tommy on the podcast group chat, I think you guys should talk about something crazy like um, psychedelic drugs, DMT, stuff like that, and how people that have done it have all reported um, mad things like it changes their perception of the world and the universe and like atheists end up believing in godlike experiences and random shit like that. I think, mm-hmm. you know, go on a rant about that maybe and talk about the sort of things, experiences you guys have had with like LSD, DMT and all that sort of shit. Um, keep the podcast going, guys. It's sick. Nice one. Uh, all right, let me start here. Do you guys? You're the only one who could speak to this, so you you take it away. Yeah, um, I've done ayahuasca. Uh, I what, still don't know what that is. It's a band, according to you. Yeah, you, <laughs> you guys won't tell me what it is. You eat an entire. It, you guys just make fun um, of me. I, I think we can almost is. do a whole show entirely to to this type of thing. Or if you guys want, like, DM me. I'll I'll talk to you because you could talk about ayahuasca for days. I'm not even kidding. Uh, but ayahuasca You is, won't find out what it is, but you could tell ayahuasca ayahuasca is a mixture is. of plant extract and vines from this from the from South America. So it's like that when manure. you take you when that when you take in a tea form, you hallucinate. But you hallucinate mm-hmm. for like a good six, seven or seven six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. But it's not very pleasant. But they use it to cure alcoholism and depression and anxiety and people oh, go really? People go on the because they've been using it for hundreds of years. Now, me having done hallucinogenics in my life, 
I realized the second that it hit me and I was in that situation that, oh, this is, this is a hallucinogenic. It's not like people who've never done it think like, this is medicine. I'm just, but me, I'm like, oh, I'm tripping balls. And I was kind of smiling, you know? And but, also it doesn't work because you're still depressed. Yeah, well, it, it works for- You were using it to cure something else. Not, no, the, no, kid, I, not the kidney stones, obviously. No, clearly. <laughs> Maybe that's what gave it to me. Or the heart problems. Yeah. What did it cure for you? Uh, you know, it, it uh, fear a little. It, it helped me cure fear. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, but honestly, sure. There's not enough time for it. But you can. I got the idea when I was in a Native American sweat lodge, which is another story, right? And then I, when I was <laughs> in the there, hell? I was sweating another my balls band? off, losing my mind, tripping. And then I went to this this idea that I need to do this. So I traveled to do this, and I, it was an amazing experience because I felt like I was. My interpretation of it was like I, the ghost of Christmas past present and future and i was getting taken on a journey like it was a christmas story all right but but um so we can do definitely do a show on this and dmt is basically a 15 minute form of ayahuasca it, dmt is the is the main ingredient in ayahuasca it's also in your brain so that when you die it's released to give you a comfort feeling which may explain why people have see the light experiences mm. so it does make you climb the mountain look over and then come down a little bit and, and i guess this question still pertains to you guys do you feel like when you do an uh when you do a hallucinogenic that you are a little closer to God or that you see something not God but you see something that changes the way your perception is forever? Absolutely. The the uh mushrooms it, this sounds so fucking hippy dippy. Um but mushrooms made me really understand that nature is a living breathing organism like you you know that obviously that trees are alive and flowers are alive and all that stuff but it wasn't until i had like the slight little visions when i was on mushrooms and you see like you see the wind kind of blowing through the leaves and all that stuff and all of a sudden it's this like fluid movement that all of a sudden the trees like almost gain a personality they gain mm. a life form and now i've never been able to look at nature the same like i can i can still see trees kind of as i wood on mushrooms and it's really fucking that's why i was sitting outside so like everyone kept going why the fuck are you sitting outside and i'm like because you guys are all like everybody was just sitting around the kitchen table looking at each other i'm like this sucks i want to go look at trees and flowers right because you almost you can almost see them breathe yeah like one of the first times i did it i was seriously standing um in my friend's cul-de-sac wearing a girls gone wild costume it was a halloween party and i'm staring looking at three (laughs) giant trees and my friend kevin comes out and he's like what are you doing and i was like dude this tree is telling me to come party this tree is like don't listen to that one and this one wants nothing to do with either like they had personalities it was really fucking bizarre yes it was but it's the best i mean like that's what's so cool about it is like it's a lasting effect and now when I look at nature I like really see it differently and appreciate it in a in a different way. Jack? Nothing. No, he she, just she, likes you know M&Ms because, a because lot. Because he's done it three times and he's done it in a, in a Vegas casino and yeah. to him it's just part of a party. I've done it uh, a lot when I lived out in West Virginia when I went to college there so we were in nature all the time. I have one of the worst trip stories ever but I'm going to save it for another day because it's too long um, and it's too, it's horrific but uh, when, you, when you're out in nature... On the hallucinogenics, it's 10 times more in advanced because you feel connected to everything. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever took enough to... No, I never took enough to be like, whoa, the walls are wiggling. But ayahuasca was one of those things when everything was alive. It was very vine-like. That's what makes it really weird is like everything is breathing and like grotesquely um, intertwined in like a vine, earth, earthy type yeah. tone. I'd be really interested in doing ayahuasca. Minus the like 
don't you kind of like shit yourself and vomit? No, you do. I'm get, not really you, into you, that. You do Just get, pee and poop before. Sh- when you <laughs> when you purge, you do get when you purge. Yeah. Meaning, like you you come to terms with purge. something in your head, and then you uh, you're over it. You're like, okay, I dealt with Kill that. Ba- I dealt with the, that bad relationship. <laughs> then you th- <laughs> then you throw it up. It's weird. Oh, different purge, different purge. Okay, yeah, got, uh, it, got, it, got it, got it, got it. But anyway, Sorry, I was um, thinking about the horror yes, movies. I do. Uh, yeah, lock your houses. One of the things I noticed about hallucinogenics, real quickly before we move on, is though, not only do you does it change your perception, it doesn't make you actually think different every day, but it makes you th- see things in the world, and you say, you know what, that guy or that girl was tripping when they thought of this. Like it makes you understand that oh, yeah. other I mean, people have done hallucinogenics in order to get to the conclusions that they got to. Legit the Beatles, yeah, like that. Entire- or mo- <laughs> most musicians from the sixties and seventies, yeah. the Grateful Dead, uh, art, some artist whose shit's just melting off of the paint. You know, yeah. just like- that entire show. I was like, okay, mushrooms would be too much for this show, but an edible would have been perfect. I was drunk off a blender of I was to the left. sober, so but magic mushrooms. Are, are we done with? Uh, with I think we're done with voicemails. Yeah. Thanks for your calls. Keep them short and sweet. Send us some unsolicited question, advice, or opinions. yeah, those were those were all good length voicemails. Yeah, nice and short, yeah. nice to the point. Good and, work, guys. Uh, let's keep it up, and Proud we'll you. answer your questions. Or if you feel like you're alone and thinking about something, we'll we'll work through it with you. One eight three three two six six seven six six seven. All right, moving on. What's next, guys? We we'll do emails. Uh, let's see. We got a uh, any Jeffrey shows recap. Oh, you guys, quickly, I wanted to bring up two things from yesterday. If you guys listen to Jim Jeffrey Show podcast, some of you do, but there's still some things I wanted to touch base on. Uh, Jack, we already talked about you drinking the butter. Did you ever get the fifty dollars? I did. Oh, he did. He even had change for a hundred. I did. Wow. That's how fucking rich this kid is. Yeah, he's just like, oh, let me see. This is my rolled up. Jim's like, do you have bill. change for a hundred? He's like, yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who carries cash first of all? Who carries a fifty? He gave him one bill, and I was like, you have. I a, was in Vegas. I was prepared. I have a, you have a fifty dollar bill on you. I won. I won five hundred playing craps that day, so I was loaded. And uh, also, Kelly, uh, you you nodded your head, and Jim gave you shit about the disease cure conspiracy. Do you really believe that the government is holding back? I don't know necessarily that I believe... Okay, well, you you were just very vague on that. So right. basically, uh, my brother's girlfriend is FaceTiming me right now. Mylene, I can't talk. She'll listen to this You guys want to call somebody? No. I, um, call. I, I have the ability. Let's do that someone Someone let us know you want us to call you, and we will. Uh, so Jim was <laughs> saying, do you guys believe that um, they're like holding back a cure for certain diseases because of essentially Big Pharma? And I was nodding my head... And I wasn't, I also was kind of tuned out during the podcast yesterday. So I, I was nodding my head in a way that it was like, yeah, but I didn't really notice that I was like doing it. And he started asking me questions and I just wasn't prepared to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. But what I was saying is like there, I've seen so many documentaries and also talked to people like I, at my last, in my last career, I did a consultation with Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter, Mariel, and her boyfriend. And they live on the, like, they live in the Santa Monica Mountains, and they have a sustainable home. So solar panels, saltwater pool, like chicken coop, garden, CrossFit, jungle, all this stuff. And they live like a really, really healthy life. Hippies. Yeah. Um, but her boyfriend is connected to this clinic in Mexico where they have done um, this like cancer research. Where like every- New Mexico? No. Not like New Mexico, <laughs> um, where every single patient that they've had at this clinic that they've they've used this cure for cancer, every single patient has been cured of cancer, and it's still a small um, small group, but it's around a thousand, I believe it was, and so it's like 
what I think is I think things are held back and I don't know why they're not testing him. And I don't know if I fully believe that it's like this big pharma idea, but there is a reason that shit isn't getting pushed through because there's also another um, documentary called, it's like the Gerstad theory or whatever. And it talks about curing diseases based on your diet and all that stuff, because that's not really what doctors talk about when people are like diagnosed with diseases is changing your diet. Like sugar, Diseases feed on sugar and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. people aren't working on changing their diets to help combat these diseases. So I was talking about holistic methods and all that stuff, but I'm not saying like, oh, go do acupuncture and you won't have cancer anymore. That's not what uh, I meant. I better stop acupuncture because <laughs> I actually have a session tomorrow. I tried acupuncture and I, I, I'm not like a placebo person. So if something's not working, I'm just like, oh, it didn't work for me. Like, well, I, I, I sometimes think it works because I got like pricked in my ankle and I felt it in my head. So I'm, I know how it's all connected to a certain degree, but... Yeah, I, I, it's a little mumbo jumbo. So yeah, right, well, thanks for clearing for that. that up for the folks. Because I'm and the the good thing about this podcast is that the other podcast, Jim will say something and not let you <laughs> explain it. Explain yeah. it, you know. Um, and then also we had on and real quickly we had a guest on the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast Eric uh, yesterday, day. Eric all day, uh, and he was in a documentary called Three Years in Pakistan, and um, a really interesting story. If you haven't heard, he. Uh, you might have to help me with this guy, but anyway, he he got in trouble for smuggling drugs, which he didn't know he was doing because some. Yeah, dude he from, was he was duped by his best friend basically to smuggle drugs into Pakistan. Thought and he, he was bringing leather goods. Yeah, he thought he was bringing leather goods. He went to prison in Pakistan for three years and was basically tortured the whole time. Um, and he has a documentary out now, which is really super interesting. And uh, like, you can't really believe that it. It's hard to believe that this person that you've met has like gone through this type of torture, like breaking each finger individually and and drowning him and doing all this stuff. So highly suggested. It's on Amazon Prime for free. You can also rent it on iTunes and all that shit. Um, go I check mean, it out and when let he, us when know I, what you when think. We, when he was telling the story there, I was like looking at him very intent. He's a very intense dude. He just seems like anyone else. I would have been dead in a week. In a week. Oh, I would have, yeah, I would have killed right? myself And so, so it's fast. just like his whole, it's, it's one of those things when you say there's definitely some, some type of uh, plan for you in life because he was so prepared for that moment, weirdly. Like everything he'd done up into his life and up to that point made him ready to be in a Pakistani Basically, prison. you're saying God wanted him to be tortured. That's I why think, I'm atheist. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah, he's very successful. My God now. wouldn't do that. What was he doing before that? Stunts? Yeah, he was an actor. Right. So I don't know. Maybe this was the best. It was. You- a- <laughs> I don't think it was a best. So you're saying happened. he had a comment. I don't, I don't think. I don't think, no, I don't think there. he had it coming. I just think uh, I think it made him a better person. He realizes that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think any adversity you face, if you're not a total piece of shit, makes you a better person. But yes, we, we he told us about it. We watched it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Three years in Pakistan. Go check it out on Amazon Prime. All right, let's get to the emails. Are you guys are ready. Come on. Tweets and emails. We're moving along. Thank you, guys. All right, I got a, a tweet from uh, Emmy... What is it? M E N E G U S Mangusi Mangus four ten M Negus M Negus four ten. Hey there, not so funny question. <laughs> oh, you read it, but one funny. I, but one I would love to t- <laughs> your take on. I've been struggling to write, and mm. would dig hearing the different ways you get the creativity going and put out material. And this is most definitely for Jack. He's <laughs> I don't know why uh, he's <laughs> fresh into it. Thanks, guys, and you all rock. Thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah, we do. Jack, it was for you originally. Um, how do you keep creativity going? Um, it is hard, I guess. Um, 
I keep a notebook in my back pocket at all times. Shower thoughts. Shower thoughts, yeah. If you guys remember that episode where everyone <laughs> read my notebook. But I keep a notebook in my back pocket, and whenever something silly happens or something bad happens or just something like, I want to remember this, I write it down in my back pocket, and then um, I think about it and come back to it at some point and just, I don't know. It's definitely a tricky question, but you know, you just sort of sit down and you think about things that have happened and try to find an angle on it and that's basically what comedy is though right it's like you find the most extreme thing uh you find basic things in your life and and kind of blow them out of proportion yeah kelly you have anything on that how do you stay creative um i find that deadlines work the best for me so i deadlines are great i don't fucking do anything unless i have a deadline and i gotta be honest with you i was talking about this with my shrink last week and i was like i need to be held accountable yeah. If if someone yeah, says agreed. if you don't be in if you're not in here by ten, mm-hmm. then you are in trouble. If you're not, if if you, uh, I need this by Friday. Like even when I was in college, like I need deadlines. I need people to be hold me accountable. Same thing with the gym. That's why I hire a trainer. Yeah. The trainer is like, I'm not gonna leave some dudes or girls standing there, you know, waiting for me, and I just right. don't show up. Like, I, you know, I I need to be held accountable, and that's definitely something. I also find so this has been. Sh- He's been struggling to write in general. I find that if you if you can force yourself to write for twenty minutes every day and it's about anything, you get into the habit of writing. So yes. just do that, and you're not editing yourself. It's not it's not meant to be good writing. It could be journaling. It could be anything. It's not meant to be good. It's just getting the practice of writing, and then it eventually comes. You you have to stop editing yourself as you're writing because. I think that's what a lot of people do is like yes. they're they're writing something and it's not the most brilliant thing they've ever written before, but that's not how you get to the brilliant shit. You just keep it in your brain. Yeah. And or you could be like me and never edit. Out. <laughs> yeah. And you could be like me and never edit again. We've yeah. seen your emails, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been, I've been, I, I understand. I've been sitting on a script forever also, and it's just like sometimes the strange thing is I don't worry about what – it's not that I worry about what other people are going to think of my script. It's sometimes I, I worry strangely. What happens if people really like it? Like it – Success is just as much of a fear for people than just being complacent. Yeah. And it's like sometimes I have some really good ideas, really good scripts, and a lot of people I know in this town who can help me get things along. But what happens if I just showed it to them? Like, hey, look at the stupid shit I wrote this weekend. And then they're like, oh, this is brilliant. Let's do it. I wouldn't be like, well, what, what do I do now? You know, like, so you could be scared in your own success as you are and be just being frozen. But as far as comedy goes, I think you just need to live life. A little bit, that, yeah. That's your best example. You can smoke weed. I don't agree with that, but shut up, loser. okay. Yeah, but just keep shaking the things up. Uh, Jack, yeah. you're up with the next uh, email from Sonia G. Hi, Kelly, Tommy, and Jack. The three of you work in comedy. How do you stay funny in order to create, write, etc.? Do your job when you're feeling in a bad place. Many of us can do our jobs feeling sad, but this must be extra difficult for you. So, how do you, I guess, be funny when you don't feel funny? I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, I, I. Th- I think so much of comedy is making making jokes out of really difficult situations. Like when That's I'm most comedy when, comes yeah, from. when I'm super happy and everything's going well, I don't think I'm very funny. I think I think I'm the funniest when I well, I don't know. This is maybe my own biased opinion, but it's like I'm very self-deprecating and I will joke about a lot of really inappropriate things or like bad things that have happened to me. I think you just you just find the light in the darkness. It's, yeah, I mean that's what comedy is based on. If you, like we were talked about just a minute ago, is 
comedy is basically taking things out of proportion, but also there are two types of comics in the world. There's like the princes and the paupers, and the princes are the people who's everyone always told them, you're great, you're fantastic, you're funny, you just do what you're thinking. And, and they're not that funny. Right. And then there's the, then there's the pauper, and I, I would put Jim in that category, which is like the people who are like dark and sad and comedy was a way for them to escape, de- escape yeah. and deal with the hardships of the world. The best comics that we've ever known were on that side of it. And and so everyone's like, you, when you ask this question, you say, well, it must be hard in your job because uh, to be sad, it must be difficult for you. And I'm like, well, we work in comedy. It I've is literally a, never it, not been sad. <laughs> it is a very sad place here. Go to any writer's room in Hollywood and literally it's like the morning starts with who wants to trade a volume for a Prozac? Everybody's sad. You know, it's like because that's where genius comes from is your, your worst place, not your best. Yeah, we're all in. I mean, except for Jack, maybe, but we're all inherently depressed. Well, Jack's just he'll be there. Yeah, He's just younger. Yeah, give us a few years. Yeah. But I was reading I was reading a book uh, about late night and there was a part about writers and like some writers just and hit a cold streak and they're just not funny for a bit they just can't the one liners aren't coming the, it just it isn't clicking for a certain mm-hmm. period in time and it just happens and you just have to sort of push through it and you get through it I don't know if there's a scientific concrete reason for why it happens just the associations aren't clicking and um but you know you, you push through it and the the more experienced people can push through it quicker than the not as experienced. Like when I came back from South Africa, I had a two week cold streak of bombing on stage and, you know, not doing well. And finally I'm starting to get back to, well, you better hurry up. Cause you got to well, show stop it. Doing, I understand. Stop. I don't need that. You show right it in less than a month. Chinese restaurants and pizza parlors. <laughs> maybe yeah. we'll get better. Uh, but yes. So Sonia, basically Sonia you just uh, you just be a depressed person all the time and and work becomes easy depression becomes (laughs) funny depression becomes the norm becomes the norm all right we got an email from Taylor Lee trying to date online these days sucks because it seems like all the girls I match with aren't smart enough to get my jokes or they're just that bad I think giving the girl Mm. my number gives her the option if she wants to contact me or not why does the guy have to do all the initiating Mm -hmm. well one your jokes probably are that bad um I don't know. Did did he attach a Tinder conversation? He did, but we don't have it, so it's fine. Um, Oh, well. Your jokes might be bad, or they might not have a sense of humor. It it depends. I mean, work work on your jokes. Maybe be more... Yeah, (laughs) maybe be more sad, and then you'll be funnier. Um, And giving the girl your number... uh, Yeah, guys don't have to do all the initiating. Like, I mean, I think it's totally fine if a guy gives a girl his number. I mean, some people will be like, I want the guy to initiate all the time. I don't really give a shit. If I'm interested in somebody, I have no problem reaching out to them. So it just depends on what you want. The guy doesn't have to do all the initiating. You'll yeah, you'll find some girl where. who likes your shitty jokes and initiates boom boom with you. Oh, look at Jack. Girls dig Jack. Yeah. And he's full of shitty jokes. I mean, nobody in real life, but like <laughs> online for sure. Girls dig Jack. No, honestly, I, I envy Jack a lot. I think he's gonna be. Which, by the way, this entire—I mean, my brother's girlfriend has been texting me this whole time, basically saying, "Can she be in charge of the erotica excerpts for the podcast? Because she's looking them up right now." And I mean, yeah, send one. Right, so tell them to send them in. Mylene, you're hired. We'll get to that. All right. Next. All right. Moving along. All right, you read Taylor Lee. Thanks, Taylor Lee. Uh, I got an email here from Hunter. Hunter. Hey guys, Hunter from North Carolina here. I was wondering what y'all's thoughts on relationship breakups, uh, breaks are and what they consist of rules-wise. Recently, my girlfriend and I decided to take a break because she doesn't feel independent enough. So I told her I'd give her all the time and space she needs to be herself. 
but we agreed to still be loyal and faithful to each other however long this break lasts. Dot, dot, dot. Definitely don't want a Ross and Rachel situation to happen after everything we've been through. Thanks, Hunter. What's a Ross and Rachel situation? It's from Friends. It's that whole, like, we were on a break. Uh, I don't know. I never watched Friends, but... I know it's from Friends. It was too corny for me. I I like dark shit. Hunter. My advice would just be is that you guys are taking a break. I don't know how this this question really is hard without knowing how old you are. Um, I, they, I think they're young. Yeah, yeah. if he's if, if Hunter's young, 30. it's Let's just like 30. fuck it, Hunter. Who gives a shit? Like if you're gonna go on a, like this, basically, if she's saying telling you she wants to feel independent, let her be independent. If you're gonna be independent, that's fine. And if you guys really love each other. This loyal and faithful thing, like you guys should just say, well, let's just date. Like you have to fuck other people. <laughs> you have to mm-hmm. um, be uh, my. You have to fuck other people. You have to go on different dates. You have to see what's out there, so that you know that if you, if because if you guys come back to one another, then it was meant to be. But you, if you're young and you and and you think that this, first of all, she's got doubts. She said, I'm, "I don't feel I'm in a, anyone who would break up something because they don't feel like they're independent enough." They have doubts, and not even just doubts, they have curiosity. So explore those curiosities, and if it works out, it does. And if it doesn't, then I'm sure you'll find something out there. Yeah, uh, that, that would I mean, just be my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I would say she might be saying this because she doesn't know how to break things off and is being nice. I'm not sure. I don't know the situation. But when it comes to, like, rules... <laughs> when it comes to rules for relationships... It is interesting to me that people ask other people what the rules are because there are no universal rules. Like you, you guys decided what the rules are. You decide what the the rules and the boundaries are in your relationship. It sounds like you guys decided that you would be loyal and faithful to each other. So those are the rules. So you have to dictate what is okay and what isn't okay on this break. But ultimately, you're not really on a break if you guys are still saying we're not going to go see other people. You're still dating. You just don't see each other anymore. Which yeah, I don't is understand. Kind of pointless. I'm I'm actually not the type of person. I I never get back with an ex boyfriend. So like, if it doesn't work out, there's a reason it didn't work out, and I'm not barking up that tree again. So I don't it's like really people go to therapy. I don't really believe really in breaks or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't really believe in breaks. And maybe I'll, you know, maybe something happens further down the road in my life that I'm like, well, I was an idiot. But I just timing is one thing, but. But I also feel like if the relationship isn't right, it's not right. You break up for a reason, and you should move on and find something that works. Breaks for you. feel like breaks feel like I want to fuck other people and see if I like it for yeah. a while. That's that's the harsh reality yeah, of it. Totally. You know, Jack, your opinion on this? I'm not experienced enough to know. He's on an extended break. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on a break for about a year. Um, so far, so good. Um, still loyal. You're you're Ross and Rachel. She's Racheling. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. All right. <laughs> All right. I've got a DM from Instagram at the girl from Rotterdam. Hi, guys. I'm Charlie from the Netherlands. I work for a small community foundation that focuses on positive news from local neighborhoods, which means I film and produce a lot of my own stuff. I'm not the best, but surely learning. My question is, how did Kelly make a career switch and how did she end up at Comedy Central? It would be a dream of mine to work for a place like Comedy Central, but I don't know how it's like in the entertainment industry. Um Long story short, uh, my brother has been in the industry for a really long time. He's been, he had been trying to get me to switch careers for a solid seven years. I didn't want to take a pay cut. I didn't want to go be somebody's bitch. And then he, he got the show. So he's the showrunner of the Jim Jeffrey show. Thanks, nepotism. Um, and he's and, a good boss. 
he's Jack's spot. Jack is also Scott's assistant. Um, so he reached out to me and he said, uh, hey, I have this show. Do you want to work on it? And I said, yeah, but I, I want to start from the bottom. I want to learn everything that I don't I don't want any like special treatment. So I started as a PA and I've worked my way up a little bit. Um, and how I made the switch, I just had to swallow my pride and be like, I'm changing careers at 31 years old and uh, I'm going to make a lot less money, but ultimately going to be a lot happier. So um, are you happier? Yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, like I was so miserable. Um, so I, I genuinely enjoy what I'm doing now. I love coming to work. Um, it, there's, a, there's a long story to that. But I, I, I think if you want to change careers, then you just have to kind of bite the bullet and do it. I, I think a lot of people end up putting it off for so long that by the time I also think they that hit they the think point the where gra- they, the grass is greener. Be careful. Sure, sure. But I mean... It, I mean, most people don't really love their jobs anyway. So, right. I, so that is the grass is greener type thing where it's like you'll probably just hate whatever you do everything, on the other side. Everything becomes a job once you do right. it every day. People in this industry hate And be their careful jobs. what you ask for. Everyone's like, I, my dream job, it, it would be a dream to work for a place like Comedy Central. Well, be careful with that question because if we sent you to Comedy Central to work, it would be very corporate. I remember thinking that way about MTV. Mm-hmm. And I worked at 1515 Broadway in New York City, which was where... Wow. And I worked on... Oh, um, humble brag. Car- Carson, no, Carson Daly's like... Uh, TRL. T- TRL, Total Request Live. And oh, I shit. thought I was, was going to get a, uh, an internship or whatever. At, <laughs> no, really? At, I was joking. <laughs> at, uh, at MTV, right? Yeah. And then you think you go work for corporate MTV, and then you go there, and you're like, where are all the musicians? You know, you think like musicians are walking around. It's very corporate. Be careful of what you ask for. So when she says she's like working for Comedy Central would be a dream of mine, well, it's a corporate environment over there where there's like like working for a major business what you want to do is maybe work in production which would be a private well, production I mean, I company think, i think that's like, kind of what she's saying is like she produce she films and produces her own stuff so i think she's saying like work for a show for comedy central not work in right. corporate of, yeah. of comedy central. i'm being very specific um, you're right yeah i mean working corporate anywhere fucking sucks like unless it you sucks. like it no you don't nobody does okay i mean mm-hmm. most people don't like their jobs that's kind of the reality of things and and that was what I was worried about too. When Scott was like, you should change careers. You should change careers. It was like comedy felt like the only thing that I was really passionate about. And I loved going to stand up shows and I loved doing all this stuff. But I was like, I was fearful that if I made comedy, my job or working on a comedy show or whatever it was, I was afraid that I would turn the one thing I was passionate about into a job and make me hate it, which I know that happens and it could happen for me. I'm still, I'm still fairly new. I'm two years in. So so I do worry about that kind of stuff, but I, I think if if you want to pursue that, then pursue it. I, yeah, it's all I, about the risk. Don't yeah, don't wait until it's too late and you're like, fuck, I should have done that. But I now get, I'm 40. I get emails here for my job and millions of uh, jobs every day, and I'm just thinking like these people are are living where they where they're where they're from in small towns everywhere, and they're afraid to come out here because they have this idea that like, oh, I'm gonna get a job and then I'd move. Like it doesn't work that way. You have to take the risk. There is a jump. You know, there is a ju- taking a, a leap of faith that is very uncomfortable, and that's just part of the the glory of it. There's uh, there's a part of me, believe it or not, that misses a little bit of the of the scariness. You know what I mean? Like to be uncomfortable about not knowing what's next, and I, and and it will always be part of our jobs because after this, I don't know what my next job is. Yeah, and that so that's something I didn't think about either when I made the switch. So like the the scariest thing for me is I took a hundred and ten thousand dollar pay cut to to come work here. 
what I didn't no, think about all that information. No, I mean it's important though because yeah. it's like it's, it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> I took a huge risk to come do this, but something I didn't consider at all was I've always had job security my entire working career, and now like thank god the show is on its third season but what happens if it had been canceled after five episodes and now i have zero experience in entertainment and now i've changed careers and blew it and and left a really good company where they paid for my health care like i didn't think about any of that stuff so now these are questions that are popping up in my head now like well what happens if we don't get a fourth season what do i do next so you start to learn to not bank on anything and i think a lot of people when they give me that question i say this i say well what is secure today you guys make it like, oh, you guys, I don't know how you go from show to show and you do all these different things, but what job really is secure? There's no loyalty anymore to companies. Yeah, and companies are like, oh, we're going to go bankrupt. Right. right, or, oh, we're getting rid of everyone who's been here five years, they make too much. Whatever the case may be, it's like, you, we all every day go to work with the potential that we won't have a job tomorrow, and that's how I try, maybe that's some bullshit I tell myself in order to, so I don't get too paranoid about the fact that I may be getting too old for this business. I may not. It's oh, you're only in this business as good as the contacts. That also, you have. your girlfriend could break up with you at any point. Yeah, but I so think if I'd you want right. to think about that, <laughs> no, it's a steady relationship. No, 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 and that can happen. She said sure. I have job security. <laughs> All right, let's move on. You can't on. threaten me with that. All right, this email's from Eric. I love the podcast, and I wish you all great success. Thanks. That was it. I'm just kidding. Um, first off, I'd like to call Tommy out on a thing that hurt me deeply as a hip-hop fan. Ooh, oh, dear. I'm invested. What did you say? Suge Knight didn't produce the next episode. Thank you, Eric. I love you for this. I love you for this because Tommy made me feel like I was a fucking dumbass for saying that I didn't think that that song was Suge Knight's time. I little, but, but it wasn't too far off from my... I, I did the right, thug life drop, but it was just kind of right, like... Right, but you made like, me oh. look stupid, and now you look stupid. And I am that's stupid. what I call thing is, fucking I'm, redemption, I, I bitch. <laughs> I am stupid, so if he thinks I look stupid... He says it was produced by Dr. Dre way after he left Death Row. That was actually on 2001, blah, blah, blah. Uh, on to the question. What do you guys think of dating married women? While asking that question, I can ar- I can already guess the answer is Jack would be up for it because if she's willing, he won't refuse. Tommy, being a good Catholic boy, will probably condemn such behavior. Kelly is kind of a wild card here. What? I don't. I don't feel <laughs> That's like... That's the wild card sound. I don't feel like I'm a wild card, but I think she will be against it too. Sorry for the long one. With love from Poland, Eric. I'm Polish. Polacks. Great. I can't tell you my real last name. Man, though. we got people from Otherwise, Poland, Australia. Uh, Caroline was from North Maryland. Carolina. Maryland, North Carolina. North Carolina. Everywhere. Um, you, what's the question? Uh, honestly. Can you, can you fuck married women or date them? Whatever. You want my opinion? Not you can really, do anything you sure. want. Yeah. No, no one really gives a fuck. <laughs> honestly, that's why I have a podcast, so you have to listen to me. Um, I don't believe you should, obviously, but... Uh, it happens. I get it. You never know what the state of their marriage is at that point. Um, but I really don't. I, if you think that, if you think that any, this goes for men and women, because I know a lot of women in this town who hook up with married men, and they like are very open about it, and they think it's normal, and it happens a lot in the comedy community as well. And the truth is, they're never going to leave. And if they do leave, what makes you think it's not going to happen to you when when that time comes? That's a hundred percent my position because I've been I've been watching. Uh, I agree with all that. Uh, Temptation Island had a reboot, mm-hmm. and so there's a new version of it on right now, and it's like so dramatic. I've been watching it, and a I can't figure out why these couples are going on to this show, but b if I'm one of the singles, it's like trying to date one of these people in a relationship. 
why the fuck would I ever want to be in a relationship with one of these people? Because I'm always going to be insecure that they yeah. cheated on their partner with me and they would cheat on me with somebody else too. Well, it's like, it I in all through college, I was like head over heels in love with this guy and he had a girlfriend and he would flirt with me all the time and he would keep me on a string and anytime I was dating anybody else, he'd be like, I'm jealous, I'm jealous, blah, blah, blah. And, and I, ne- I was like, why the fuck would I want to be with you? Like, break up with your girlfriend or don't fucking talk to me. Like, right. I don't really understand the idea of being with somebody who's in a committed relationship. If they're separated and they've like truly moved on from their relationship, fine. But like, I, it, it I, never, I don't it understand never, I, I've never, and I have a lot of friends who are older than you guys, but I'm just saying, I've, I've seen people who have been in a relationship and cheated or have been, have been, you know, philandering around and vice versa. Young girls who, who are with a married man who think they're going to leave their wife with them. I've never once heard a happy story. Yeah. I, no, and I think so, cheating is completely inexcusable. I, I'm like not. Right. I, no, I'm not but cool here's another that. thing. Like if they're still married and they're still dangling around and you're starting to date. I, I haven't heard a story yet that worked. So I'm just going to go play the numbers here. Jack would do Jack it. Jack with all your married friends. <laughs> all my married I can't friends. wait that Jack has to go. Are you, are you in the stage right now, Kelly, where in your life you have to go to a lot of weddings or you get invited to a lot? I... It, Actually, that was like a few years ago, and now it's kind of at a lull again. Like most of my close friends, well, until recently, were all single. And mm-hmm. like I used to live, I forced all of my good friends to live in all the apartments around me in Long Beach, and we called it Melrose Place. And there were like 10 of us that all lived in this one spot. And most most of us were all single, and it was because we could just hang out with each other and entertain each other. Mm-hmm. And then I moved away, and everybody got wifed up. <laughs> Nice. And so, Jack, you're in a so I think right I was now. keeping Enjoy everybody single because none of your friends are married. But when you get to like late twenties, maybe early thirties, all of a sudden you get this flood of bullshit fucking um, um, invitations in the mail, and then there'll be a lull mm-hmm. in your mid thirties. Like yeah. you're going, I'm, the, I'm in the lull right, right now. And My then, best friend and, just and got then, engaged, and then you'll get the people who are never supposed to get married or you never thought would, right? So I'm past both of those lulls. But unfortunately, or fortunately, well, you got the second wave coming, which well, is the second well, uh, wave. No, I already had I heard I had the second wave. <laughs> oh. I already had the second wave of my friends and those people. No, I, I mean the divorce and then oh, second yeah, marriage. I, I don't I don't do those weddings. Fuck those people, right? <laughs> You're not getting but, a but fucking the thing gift is, to get I'm in, rela- I'm in a relationship with someone who's younger than me who's now in I don't the, want uh, who's now yeah, in the yeah. midst of those, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. so now I go to weddings that aren't my friends. That I have to go to, which is kind of refreshing and nice. But now I free I, liquor. I got it four like times. I'm gonna get it four times. Let's put it that way. Oof, Jack, you have the last question. All right, now. this is from uh, at Music Artemisa. Cool. So I'm really loving the different points of view from everyone on the podcast about dating. Well, I'm glad we all just agreed on the last question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 26 and haven't really dated or been in a serious relationship. I feel you. Do you have any advice for someone who doesn't do a great job opening up? I know guys are always saying that it's easier for women because they do the rejecting, but I'm just afraid. Tell Jack I hate dating apps too. Yes. Thanks. Fingers crossed emoji. Uh, I don't really have... uh, This is not my world anymore. Too young. Kelly, you had a big interesting conversation yesterday with Taylor, who was on a podcast about dating apps too. I I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm... uh, like. I'm weirdly somebody who opens up too much. I give too much information, but I like that's just who I am. I'll t- I'll tell you all my faults, but when it comes to really opening up and being vulnerable with somebody, I'm not good at that either. So like, I always thought it was interesting that guys really liked girls who were like clingy and and overly affectionate and like almost crazy a little bit because they always describe themselves as not liking those types of girls. But I think guys like to feel wanted, and I'm just not that girl that 
puts that on. Like I'm very independent and they have to work a little bit for me to ever act that way. So I'm probably with her on this one. Jack, what do you think? I don't even think I care about the clicky. I mean, you, you just said people, guys say, oh, I don't like it. I honestly don't think I would. Um, I don't like PDA and all that stuff. Like when people just start like kissing in front of other people, just like, oh, I don't even hold hands in public. I'm, I'm a rough. Yeah, one. it's weird. I mean, like, yeah, I, I can I, I can become a really affectionate person if the person I'm with brings that out of me, but I'm never the person to initiate that. Like, it's so weird to me when people have gone on a couple dates or they've been dating for a couple weeks and the girls like sitting on their lap at a party and all that stuff. I'm like, what the fuck are yeah, you music, doing? Don't, don't feel so obligated. To, don't feel obligated to open up. Like she's, she's obviously worried about, I'm not the one who opens up. Like keep yourself guarded for as long as you can until you feel that trust. Cause it is a shitty, <laughs> shitty yeah. world. Yeah. I mean, I still don't open up. I've been dating for two years. And I'm still like, I'm not the most open guy in the world. Yeah, I I think it it you can get to know me pretty easily but like to get to know me at the core of me and to he, like and to hear me really be frank about certain things listen it, to it the takes, podcast. It, yeah, just <laughs> listen to me spew it out because I've had vodka. Um <laughs> but I I think vodka. I'm I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, you have like four martinis. I know, we got really serious for a while. I'm like I got to start using this fucking thing. This I'm was like, a serious <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh, that that brings us into right, you guys ready? Okay, sorry, uh, we didn't really answer that, but also just hold out for the fucking guy who you be wants you. to get yeah, be you, and don't worry about changing yourself for anybody you're dating. Just just wait. You're only 26. It's fine. Yeah, for relax. You got we a lot all of time. fucking hate dating apps. And now it is time. Yeah! Ant. There's an ant on the table. I got ants. <laughs> It's time for Would You Rather. Come on, get around the fire. We got a Would You Rather in here. All right, we got the Would You Rather bowl. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out on Instagram and Twitter. It's a giant bowl filled with a bunch of hundreds of questions of Would You Rathers that came from the internet, and people can uh, also you can write them in, and we'll put them in the bowl. So, so Jack, you weren't here earlier, but uh, Tommy and I were sitting in Cass and Coco's office, and somebody was talking about farts, and I thought of a would you rather question. Hit me. And I think it's really fucking good. Do it. Because I can't decide what it is. Um, would you rather mm-hmm. have farts that smell delicious, like whether it's cotton candy or fucking flowers <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is, but they're insanely loud. They sound like... <laughs> no. Yeah. Like a fucking air horn, and and even if you leave the room, people can hear it like <laughs> echoing echo down through the hall. I knew that you farted. Or you have completely silent farts, but they're like <laughs> nuclear war, like clear out a room, <laughs> maybe kill people, like <laughs> like sulfur eggs, that kind of shit. Someone's passing out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nuclear war, because. I think I'm going that smelled like I'm. I'm actually. I'm a. I'm more of a burper. So. Oh, Greg, you're you're just a real dream. I know. Well, <laughs> open up more, why don't you? <laughs> I don't open up easy. <laughs> what? I, I wasn't saying I just burp as a hobby. I'm just saying I'm just not really a farter. So you're, you gas from the top. I gas from the top. Well, right. I, especially because I used to. I, Drink a lot no, of beer. The ones that the ones that are silent but deadly, truly lethal. 
can you still blame it? Can you still blame it on? Can you still blame it on other people, or does you everyone tr- still know you it's try, you? Yeah, but, but, but you, it's like, but if they start doing the math and realize that Jack's in the room every, every time, every time run, Jack's in the room, there's a nuclear bomb going off. Yeah, you, you might be found out. But see, what I'm thinking is, if you've got delicious smelling farts, people might want you around. I was gonna say I was gonna go with that one because it's. And funny. my theory is, once everyone gets used to your delicious smelling farts, they still know you farted, and then yeah. it's kind of like it's not delicious anymore. But when is I it, know that cotton candy smell came out of Kelly's ass? But isn't that what the stigma is about farts? Is that they smell? <laughs> the stigma about farts is that no, they is that, smell. Is it's gross, the, and also it's air version. It has. Uh, Particles of fecal matter in it. Yeah, yeah it but I'm not. Your no, your you're not like bent over in the writer's room, spreading your cheeks, farting on people. The poop particles aren't going to land on anybody's face. But you're smelling something. That's what I'm saying. A right, smell but, is a piece of but, what you're. But farts and burps are both gas. But fart farts have a way. Oh my god, I have to pee Tommy's, so bad. Tommy's and leaking in a bowl. Hurt. Go ahead. You want to go? We'll, we'll I do want to go. Um, no, farts have a. Farts have a way worse stigma than burps. Like burps are far more socially acceptable than farts. And if they smell like fucking cotton candy, that people want you around. And plus, you get to go. Here we go again. All right. So what's it? We have to answer the questions. Cotton candy. Chikawi's gonna go take a. I'm going delicious farts. No, you answered the question. That's it. Delicious farts. You'd rather have a delicious fart. Yeah. Okay. I Jack. Want to, I want to yeah, delicious fart. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think I'd mind this, you know. I want people to know I'm in the room. If that's, if that's, uh, you know, I want people to know. Jack, she, she went to the bathroom. She did. I don't know what to do anymore. She's sort of running this. I don't know what to do. Yeah. This, I do another podcast sometimes and the other guy goes to the bathroom. This is when you talk shit on the other person. <laughs> <laughs> we should plan a... You know, Kelly, you know, we'll plan she just... Ba- Always is like really nice we'll point, and like we'll really ask me we'll about how intervention doing. when she gets back. <laughs> the sound of making mar- while making martinis. I wish that. this thing was mobile. We could bring all the mics in. Dude, the I bathroom. think I was going to think about that. I, like honestly, I was going to get a, a, do an idea where um, I have a small Zoom and it's got like a clip on it. Yeah. And like honestly, if it's small and you have short wires, three of you can walk down the street with a battery and just be like, "Hey, sir, what do you think about this? What do you think?" Yeah, it's man on the street, but podcast form. Yeah, we could take the show yeah, that direction okay. too. All right, so everybody wants uh, candy, candy farts or whatever, and I want to be explosive so everyone knows I'm in the room. So now we do. What, what are we? What are we doing anyway? You got to pull another one. Wait, oh. you want to be exclo- explosive? The I want to be explosive. Smell? I don't know. I, if I, if I'm gonna fart and it's gonna be an issue and it doesn't smell, I just want everyone to know that I'm in the I'm in the building. Oh. I am reaching now into the would you rather. Let's see. What do I get here? Hope it's something that makes Jack uncomfortable. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather date someone who's vain or date someone with low self-esteem? Ugh, that's Ooh, a shitty boring one. That's, no, that's actually a really tough question. Vain or low self-esteem? I, th- I think I probably do a better job of building people up than tolerating people's arrogance, I guess. I also think you can control someone much easier if they have low self-esteem. <laughs> So I'm going. Wow. I'm going low self-esteem Sadistic. because I'm, 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 I want power. No. Um, yeah, you don't want a vain asshole. I I know people who are vain. I could be vain. <laughs> yeah, I know gorgeous Tom. <laughs> no, I'm not vain like that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty down to earth. I'm a regular dude. I'm a regular guy. I'm really cool. I'm Tommy. What do you want, Jack? Jack? What do you think? I'm vain thinking. Or, in, in, or uh, 
I threw it away, but insecure? Because if the person with is vain, they're probably doing most of the talking, which is cool because then I just get to sit there. But if it's self-esteem, then I have to constantly work on making them feel good. <sighs> yeah, but see, it's weird Like, because I kind of feel like I have low self-esteem a lot of the time, and I'm, I'm a fucking know. catch. <laughs> yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. I have extremely low yeah. self esteem, which is why I pretend yeah. I, pretend I'm vain. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe low, low self esteem is a good probably, one. I mean, yeah, they'll be a it's better just, person yeah. overall. Probably, yeah. Low self esteem is good. You don't want someone who thinks they're better and you're right out of the gate. You gotta you gotta nurture that shit. This way, you own them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. All right, who's up next? Jack good? the bowl. Right, here we go. Here Get we go. in there. Where do you pick the first one off the top? That's easy. All right. Would you rather give up cheese or socks? I'd rather give up cheese because I'm sort of lactose intolerant, but I eat it anyway. I would give up socks. Socks. Socks are easy. hundred percent. Fuck socks. I don't want a blister. Do not get rid of my cheese. So you'd rather have blisters. You don't like cheese, Jack? I like cheese, but I'd rather have... Not blisters on my feet. Yeah, well, because oh, come on, you don't have yeah, to get but, blisters. Wear some fucking say, dude, good shoes. You wear some fucking keds. That's why you get blisters. <laughs> hey, screw you, man. <laughs> um, also, if you're lactose intolerant. Oh, you are lactose not? Yeah. yeah, but if you're so eating that cheese and you got those delicious smelling farts, here we go. Yeah, exactly. We're in business, baby. No, we didn't <laughs> say that that fart? one was truthful. <laughs> that would have changed. I always I love how bit. Kelly plays. Would you rather? She like carries over the last. Would you rather? And <laughs> makes it like I already can't fart, so I might as well like you know. No, you- it, it. We were playing it earlier in Cass and Coco's office, and I was literally just building every but single she's one. Building of the a last resume. One. I'm like, well, she's like, well, I already can't fart. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, it's, it starts new. It starts fresh. You're not, no, no, no. Still don't. The game's a lot more challenging if you have to carry on all your decisions to the next life. <laughs> Uh, would you rather pay for having sex or get paid for it? Easy. Get paid. Duh. Get paid for it. I always do. It. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Technically, you all do. I'm, can I go one more? Yeah. I'll do a nice quick yeah, one. Yeah, sure. It's such a great bowl. Oh, that's a long one, Tommy. No, it's not. It's just a little thicker. <laughs> would you rather be told you suck at kissing? Ooh. Mm. Or that you suck at giving head or going down on someone? Uh, I'd rather be a shitty kisser. Really? Yeah, I've always prided myself on on the other. <laughs> yeah, same, same. But like, I feel like you you get to the kissing first, so you can always get better at anything you do. I don't know. Mm, now, are you, but uh, both would are, really are, hurt are you, my are, ego. Right? Are you are you are you still not eating cheese at this point? <laughs> well, listen, I can I can go down on you, and it's bad in this scenario. But my farts. Tastes like cotton candy. Farts taste good. I, I'd say being a bad kisser would be more of a blow. Remember how last week somebody asked if this podcast would hurt our dating chances? Now I feel now I now <laughs> this I feel episode like it destroyed might. all chances. Oh shit! I'm going to be the worst single guy when <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> Jacqueline's listening to this right now, going, "What the? F- she definitely is like I plugged this thing." All right, hold on. I want to do denied. Denied. Um, oh, we got another one coming. What? Oh no, we've already done this one. Tommy, why did you throw that one back in there? I don't know. Or I think we just did that in our regular lives. Oh, okay. I don't know why I got angry at Tommy. Would you rather lose all the photos you've taken on your smartphone this year or lose all the books you own? What books? Anyway. I know. Who the fuck are these books? That doesn't count. I can buy the books again. Fuck books. I would, part of, yeah, I, you can I, first buy the of all, books again. I've been part of a book club for two years and haven't showed up. I'm just kidding. I, do, I actually do. So have. you're not really part of a book club. And then I read half of the book and never finish it before the time is gone. So I have like, like 40 extra books that I have. The read. vodka's kicking in because I read this as, would you rather use glasses or have AIDS? But it says, would you... <laughs> 
<laughs> Would you rather use glasses or use hearing aids? <laughs> oh I was like, God. this is an easy you one. You are not trying to I already no. use hearing aids. I'm did you wearing, guys know that? I'm currently wearing glasses. So, oh, Did you guys want to see my hearing aids? No. Oh, dude, man, yeah, show us your hearing aids. Dude, I'm so cool. Look at this guy. Anyway, I, I had some, I got some good insurance, and they gave me hearing aids. And so I got these things, and they're Those pretty like cool. birth control pills. No, but they're Those tiny. are the batteries. Oh. <laughs> oh, that looks like my fucking crystal, my seal crystal. Yeah. <laughs> which it's, made, it's, made in my, it's made out of my hearing aids. Which, by the way. Out, when I wear it. When I put it in, because some, yeah. I wear them like reading glasses when I go to movies so I don't bother people. Can you even tell it's in my ear? No, it just no. looks pretty like amazing, a right? Deep, dark and the hole coolest, in there. And the coolest part about it is I can put music in these things and use the Ooh. phone. And that's kind of weird. I, I, I turn those options off because I don't want to be just walking around talking. <laughs> yeah, no. Because at least you need to see that little thing that's yeah. hanging out of your ear to know he's on the phone. But huh. I could be like, hey, mom, what's going on? <laughs> the cops are called. Yeah, then you, just, yeah you just look like a psycho. Anyway. I, I, but, you just want to say that you know bringing up my crystal i had multiple friends text me and say that they liked my seal comment about my crystal and both of you ignored it no, no i heard it no i know you heard it did i react no neither like people no, were I, upset. I didn't hear it. i was looking at the at the, the the board here and if i did hear it i would have noticed it but i do like that comment i like yeah. the crystal too let's isolate that <laughs> i'm just kidding what i was she- trying to think of comment for my crystal and couldn't so I was in deep thought. Do you guys uh, like your yeah. crystals? I love them. My, th- this is on my one hell of a collection. Listen, I didn't bring this specifically f- for today. This was in my jacket pocket from the last time little, we did look, this. Look, I have a little crystal purse. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. no. And I put the ones that are relevant to my life at the point that I need them. All right, let's move on. Wow, yeah, let's uh, please move what on. What is next? There is one last one. Would you rather be stuck on a ski lift or stuck in an elevator? Oh, uh, ski lift any day. As long as ski I can breathe lift. fresh air. I fucking hate elevators. Yeah. I, have, I have like a three-floor elevator in my building that every time the door shuts, I get a little bit of anxiety. Have you guys ever been stuck in an elevator? Uh, For about five minutes. It wasn't that bad. Me too. And it stopped and shut down because I think the power went out for a second. And I hit every button known to man. I called 911 <laughs> and emergency. 911 for five minutes? Well, I, I didn't well, know, know I was going to be there. Right. At time. first, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking die in here. And there's no light. I was like laying on the floor, hyperventilating. By yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay. So to, the, gu- to the guy who says, Kelly has stories for everything, which was Tommy, but somebody, you have somebody on Twitter I'm sure. said that. So New Year's Eve or New, New Year's Day three years ago. No, six years ago. Sorry. Um, my best friend Colleen and I were with my old roommate at the time. We were in San Francisco. We get onto this elevator um, at our hotel and six people get onto the elevator as well. So there's nine of us in the elevator. Too we are, many people. We're just trying to go up six floors. Press the button, elevator stops. We're like, fuck, this sucks. Cause there's it's a crammed elevator. Mm-hmm. And uh and we got stuck for an hour and a half, but about ten minutes in, these people were uh taking visine bottles and doing drops onto their tongues, and I was like, Why the fuck are they eating visine right are they now? Killing I was themselves? Like, They're gonna fucking shit themselves so bad. Um then, then one of the guys turns to me and he goes, "Do you want to do LSD?" Oh, they were doing man. LSD out of a Visine bottle while we were stuck on this elevator for an hour and a half. And so, 
I think I assume they had already been doing it or whatever, so they're already fucking tripping. So they just kept pressing the call buttons, and the people at the hotel were like, "We know you're in the elevator. We're we're getting the fire department. Please stop pressing the button." And they would not stop. They're like, "Are they coming to get us? Are they fucking coming?" Oh my god, that's and I, fucking. And so I'm like, I'm having surprised a, they came out normal after. Yeah, that. I, would lose I was my having fucking a fucking mind. panic attack because these people were tripping me out so much because they were freaking out and I'm like if they get fucking violent or weird or whatever and then so eventually we the fire department comes we get off the elevator and one of the guys on there was like hey uh, you were pretty cool can I get your number I was like ew no what Dude, you, people ask for your number a lot man it must be cool to be a chick no it's not <laughs> <laughs> he says that his guts protruding yeah, he's like oh it's gonna be cool to be a chick <laughs> Jack that was hurtful yeah, that's what you I want think. is some guy on LSD Jack going, like went right for the gut yeah. you went right for the fucking yeah. like, I was your gut protruding <laughs> I had a couple of martinis I'm <laughs> That's I'm it. a little swollen. The, what do you the, want vodka, the vodka swells you up. <laughs> I'm swollen. Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> loosen the fuck up. Yeah, loosen up, loosen man. Loosen up, you fucking dick. I feel pretty loose. You know what's interesting is like, so the the first episode, it was like an hour <laughs> and 20 minutes. The second episode was an hour and 10, and somebody was complaining, and I legit thought that the complaint was that our episodes are too long, but it was that they were getting shorter. Well, here's a long This will probably be the, be, this this will be be the longest. longest. Right. We, we yeah. have to, we'll cut them back after that because I have the attention span of a gnat, and I imagine most people do, so I don't want to bore people. Anyway. But, but I think most people listen to podcasts on their... Like, what I'm trying to remember is most people listen to this on their drives or when they're doing something That's like at work and all that stuff so it doesn't if you're still driving it doesn't need this... to be digestible in one sitting either if like, you're still driving while we were doing this podcast you need to get a new fucking job I mean, no but I mean, I, would you drive two hours to work well Dude, our old security do. guard did two no, hours three hours three hours both ways both oh, ways yeah. uh, Raul no Shane and no, Raul, does too. Raul and Ruben both shut up. They have They're not even commutes. getting paid. He like that drives well. to fucking Vegas. Like literally, he's like closer to Vegas than he That's is here. insane to me because I I think I remember asking Shane. I was like, "You must get paid like crazy," and he's like, "Yeah, like thirty dollars no, an hour." And I'm securities. like, "What? No, that's why no In one should feel no universe? one should feel secure." TSA. Fucking personal security. They get paid fucking you would have minimum to, wage. You Why would have to pay me $150 an hour to drive two hours to work. You think he would jump in front of a bull for anybody? At <laughs> no, fuck no. <laughs> right? He's just like, pretend it's all a fucking facade. Yeah. Everyone's pretending. Every t- yeah, every t- Wait, we shouldn't say this. <laughs> I honestly think we should cut most of this out. No, no, no. I'm saying just in security in general is just a joke in this country. Yeah, right. we're not going to cut this out. No, we didn't say anything. Care. They didn't say anything wrong. Look at Jack being a fucking... Bearer. I just don't want to hurt Raul and Ruben's feelings. You think they They're listen to our podcast? Friend. And you know what? I'm going to have them on. I think yeah. we should have them on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to uh, ask him, what are you fucking doing? Why would you drive here and out? Like, he likes to sit here and fucking watch videos. I mean, it is an easy job. Yeah. No, he loves nobody's being coming here. here to murder Jim Jeffries. We're all friends. I small talk the shit out of him. I, Because I, I like to spend at least 20 minutes with Raul talking about sports a day. <laughs> anyway, that's not even a point. Moving on. Are we moving on? All right. So, what's coming up in the future in this show? Why do we want to go over? To, okay, so special note here. Uh, Far Shaw's <laughs> Shaw read special you, note. You wrote this. Yeah, and you wrote special note. Like, this is the mar- these note. are the martinis talking. All right, quiet. Far, far, <laughs> far Shaw, comedian, JJ Show writer, co host oh, of the Jim Jeffrey Show and podcast, will be joining us next week. Yay! Yeah, Yay! so Farsh is going to be here. My gonna... shaman. Yes, my lord and savior, Farsh. The shaman. The shaman. The shaman. 
There, there we go. There you go. Oh, why did I think of that, that on should, mushrooms? Because be you're on mushrooms. You're not oh, that smart. yeah. That I couldn't think of anything. That should be comedy special title. The Shaman? Yeah. Farish Shaw, the shaman. That's good. Shaman. And he should, he should, and he kind should of make only it, do yeah, it on mushrooms. Just, yeah, do a whole mushroom just, piece. Just do an entire uh, We're going to talk about the future of the podcast that uh, he did No, we don't need to talk about that. We already All did. right, well, he will put, and, and also, he, you know, let's put it this way. He's basically going to come here and do what we do. This is our show, Jackson Control. Jack can tell him to this shut up show. when he wants to. Ooh. And you dictate, Jack, what's Power going on. Power trip. It's not going to work. Power trip. He intimidates me. Really? Oh, yeah. He's such a nice guy. He is. Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's not nice to you. Oh no, my god! Can I, wait. Can I tell you one more story? Far Shaw, by the can way. I tell Check you one... out uh, poor decisions. So have yeah. questions. Wait, 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 wait. For Can I say one more funny story about the mushroom trip? Yeah. So, so one of our other coworkers, we decided to FaceTime him. I'm not even going to huh. say his name. Just you know, for pr- no, fuck it. It was Louise. It was Louise. So three <laughs> thirty in the morning, after we've done mushrooms, we're like Who? starting. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Uh, we're like, we're we're coming down a little bit from mushrooms, and I was like, dude, we need to Facetime Louise. So I Facetime him. He doesn't answer. I Facetime him again. He answers. It's literally just his eyeball up close, and he's squinting like yeah, crazy. because he's laying in bed next to his brother no, in a bunk. No, he, he was up out he was and up. about. He was up, and I go. He's like, hello. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I have so many drugs in my body. And I'm like, we're all tripping on mushrooms. And he like wouldn't get off of his eye. And I go, what drugs are you on? And he like wouldn't tell us. Turns out he was just drunk and took one hit of weed. And that's it. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, we're all on mushrooms. Like he was looking but at the for- sun. Forrest is sitting there going, I don't know what drugs you're on, but I just know that I never want to do drugs with you. Yeah, and no. he went and got he went and got his fucking glasses and then put them on my phone to make Louis like Forrest's new bit with Luis, because he's always on a diet, right, is mm-hmm. telling, coming into our office every day and telling Luis that he looks fatter than the day before. <laughs> and it's like really, it's really I start- started that. It's yeah, really starting to trouble Luis. <laughs> like he really is in his head about this now. I don't even sometimes say hello to him. I just look at him. Like, like I'm like, hi. And I give him an up and down and look disgusted and then walk out. <laughs> and that's a better fucking hello than anything. <laughs> The poor guy. Just, I mean, but I'll have to get him on here. I love him. Yeah, but we'll you know get... what? He's, he gives it back to me. But anyway, Forrest is coming on the show, so send your questions, comments. I'm also going to post the picture of Forrest glasses on my phone, FaceTiming Luis yeah, on our story it. at the Unsolicited Three. Yes. So Forrest Shaw is going to be here. Let us know uh, what you want to talk to him about. And next week, we'll do another sketch game when Forrest is here because I want to see how he describes some things. So, oh, yeah, um, you, uh, there were. Lots of people that submitted this week their drawings and all that stuff, and I hope, like as as we move forward, I hope more and more people submit. Of course, Sarah Bricky won, but you're not allowed to play. Like we yeah, want Sarah you to submit every week, cheated. of course, but like you can't win anymore because you're a professional. So. Right, we're gonna collect all of them, and like eventually you'll have a, probably an art gallery somewhere. When she the just, shows- you know how I said that I just commissioned her for something. I I had her do a drawing for Preacher Lawson's birthday. He just posted it on his Instagram today. Is Preacher gonna so, come oh, on? Awesome. Uh, I I can get preacher. Yeah, let's get preacher on. Well, let's, let's get, get preacher. preacher. All right. Um, let's get preacher. Let's get. You guys let's just so you know, just so you all know on the show, the more I drink, the higher pitch my voice gets. We know. Isn't it pretty amazing? It I is. I didn't I, notice that at I all. I mean, the famous quote from you when you got drunk was, "I'm a prince." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we isolate? I, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, congratulations, Sarah. But you are disqualified for being professional. But and that's please okay. submit every week. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna do it next week. We need really you to funny. show these idiots how it's done. We draw. We. we yeah. You know how it got. You know how it works. Uh, and then lastly, the Jim Jeffrey Show season three is back on Comedy Central every Tuesday night at ten thirty p.m. Uh, Eastern and Pacific time. Check your local listings. If you're not an American, you're shit out of luck. But we are on. Uh, <laughs> we're American though. We're American. But we're you're. American. But you're. On, we're on YouTube. Uh, so you can see all the cool clips that everyone else is watching, and you could watch, listen to the old podcast <laughs> and listen to a show without visuals. Rip, no, 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 no. Uh, we're gonna, I'm telling you, you guys. This are will be better. The new against, podcast. The new will be podcast better. with Jim Jeffries. You guys are gonna be like, thank God that that happened, and I'll be like, thank God because I don't have to edit so much. <laughs> My job will become so much easier. Still and, no video, and I'll get paid. Um. All right, where can people find you guys, Jack? Oh, I forget every week. Instagram is Jack underscore Hackett. Twitter is Jack underscore W underscore Hackett. Tommy. Hey, Jack, um, real quick before we do it, uh, are you about to announce what you're going to be opening? you got to be now. You're, it was on Jim's show. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm opening for Jim Jeffries at the Ace Hotel April 5th. But it's sold out, so you it's can't sold come. Out. Bye. No, Friday's sold out. Friday's Saturday sold is not yet. Saturday, I don't know, know if, if I'm performing. Well, whatever. You'll be there. If anyway, there might get... be some resale tickets for the Ace on Friday. So if you're in out Los Angeles, try to steal Man, some Man, that tickets. is so fucking cool. And don't heckle him. No, but you don't, guys, I don't know how to because hackle him. Because I want to do that cool myself. That is, it's that's so that. fucking oh cool. Oh, my God. That's I a can't... fucking dream. Yeah. I'm very Jack, fortunate. You better pinch your fucking little skinny ass every day and realize what a dream you're living. Because it's, <laughs> it's all going to come fucking crash. It's all going to come crash. It's all going to come crashing down on you someday, brother. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to come into work every single day. That's cool. Kelly, where can people find you? I just love that anytime Jack does something good, we're like, and it's gonna get worse. Like we just, we just like, I know, I, remember this see, moment, bitch. No, it's gonna like, get one worse. Day when Jack is really famous yeah. and like has his own like big tours and HBO specials, like people will somehow find this fucking podcast. Yeah. I'll be dead. <laughs> you'll be an old age home. And I'll be dead before all of you guys. Yeah, I, I, God I willing. Bet on that. I would bet on that. <laughs> I hate myself. Oh god. Anyway, Did you talk, talk to dolphins with that voice. Yeah. That's the next. Uh, no, don't do that. I need to get that the sound effect. No, no, you don't. No, dolphins. you don't. Legit, you don't. There's, okay. there's no new, there's no use for a fucking we have dolphin squeak. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Blackheart. You can also see um, my Empire Carpet commercial. From when I was six on my Facebook. So. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I don't get my Facebook. Just so people oh, know. Wanna, yeah. I want to see show, it. I'll so people know tomorrow. Tommy Caprio on uh, Twitter, Tommy underscore Caprio on Instagram, but uh, don't friend request me on uh, Facebook. I, and no disrespect, I just it's just for family. He just doesn't like you. No, I like I love you all, and I'll I'll converse with you. But it just feels weird. My mom and my grandparents who are dead are on there, and uh, <laughs> my <laughs> aunts and uncles. It's more of a family thing. Memory. It's more of a family thing. So. I wouldn't I wouldn't want my dad. It's no disrespect if I don't if I don't collect like personal friends. A lot of people that I don't know. It just feels like Facebook just doesn't feel like a place where I want to converse. I have with almost four hundred friend requests on Facebook right now. I have tons of them, but I mean, the way up, my philosophy is if I haven't met you in person, we've shaken hands, we've hung out, had a drink together. Like, I just don't, I don't, don't accept Done it. Done anal. Yeah, same. I have the same policy. The, the anal, anal policy? The anal thing. The anal thing, yeah. <laughs> That's yep. I'm only friends on Facebook with people I've done anal with. I have a I have thousand two, friends. I have 2,000 friends. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. That's why my whole, farts smell You have so a whole delicious. other sub, uh, subgroup. It's called Anal. Yeah. Well, it's a new podcast that I'm working on. Great. 
Again, thank you. <laughs> Looks like a golf ball down there. <laughs> Again, thank you, Brandon Vingerman for the music and Sarah Bricky for the art. Send your stuff in. We'll talk about it. We'll promote it. We'll uh, help you get uh, other people to engage in your art. Uh, lastly, thanks to our sponsor this week. It's Tito's Handmade Vodka. Thank you. Tito's loves that we enjoy delicious martinis here on the show. Wait, are we actually sponsored by Tito's? Yeah, you're oh, not. Yeah, uh, Jack, we've been sponsored. I know you haven't seen a dime of it, but I'm saving it for you. I just want to make sure. That- well, no, Dude, I love Tito's. We're not getting legit. money. We just get free products. Yeah, that, so, that yeah. works. Yeah. Right, so that's what I'm saying. Like, we'll we'll get there when you know we can start filling the bank accounts. But right now, it's like I'm all about the free products. So we have. Thank you, Tito's. I started pre-gaming while I was still at work. Yeah, crafted an old-fashioned pot still by America's original micro distillery, Tito's handmade vodka. Check it out. Make sure you're drinking it. And now, and now, the moment you've all been waiting for, most specifically, Jack, (laughs) because. This is the segment where Jack get, leaves you wet and hard. Oh, no. <laughs> Why is this paper wet? <laughs> could be the vodka, could be the I cum. I made a martini out of extra. <laughs> where did this come from? <laughs> I, just those are, out, I just pulled out of my pants. Those are splooge. Oh, splooge man. Splooge blots. All right. Here we go. She said nothing then. Her lovely mouth otherwise engaged, <laughs> engaged, until I came, oh, all over her face. <laughs> she had gagged and moved me outside her lips, rubbing my spurting cock across her cheeks and chin. No, why does this exist? <laughs> I had Get wanted it together. To, Get it I together. had wanted to cry out, sitting up as if jolted by electricity as the spurts. Is the song gonna come back? <laughs> Want me to play it again? Yeah, keep going. Okay. <laughs> he was getting in the mood. Keep going. As the spurts, the deep throbs rooted in my asshole. Great, continued, but I didn't know what name to call out. No, why do you get rid of that sound effect? I legit thought that was you, Tommy. <laughs> that sound effect's I was like, so this good. is too much. Just read it. Okay. God, she was antique. I hate antique? It. No, God, turn that off, Tommy. <laughs> oh my god, I hate that so much. You're ruining it. it in the basket. I can't. He's getting a boner. Uh her face, goddammit, it's bad. Her face gleamed with jism in the spotty light of the motel room. Oh, that's where we are. Wait, how do you spell jism in that? J, capital J-I-S-M, like the Lord. Oh, you can always okay. capitalize jism. Okay, next. There on the far end of East Beach, within the sounds of the sea, she laid her head on the pillow and wanted to be kissed. Well, why not? It was my jism. Having got rid of there was an aftermath of sorrow... <laughs> In which I need to be alone, but there was no getting rid of her. Call my Suki, she said, having read my mind. I sucked your cock. The I'm going to make you squirt all over me, <laughs> slut. Oh, wow. God. That one. That was. Uh, that was hot. I think it jumped. That one. <laughs> that was an intense that one. That one was hot and heavy. That. Whoa. Also, who said? You sure you don't want to keep that? This the one was sent to us, wasn't it? Yeah, that was actually sent to us. That one was sent to us. It was weird because the punctuation was, was the spelling's from... terrible. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I think I probably redid it. <laughs> <laughs> like this looked too good. No, no, was... that was someone sent it to us. Uh, it's no, actually, that was it was sent right. It was taken from a book, apparently. But that was taken from a book. Yeah. That editor should be fired. Well, Grant, Grant, my brother, his girlfriend Mylene, is now in charge of erotica. 
Well, if this she is... makes them as good as that, you, I'm uncomfortable. So well, we oh, are all totally uncomfortable, to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm. I I didn't know that the breathing was a sound effect. I thought it was Tommy for a while. <laughs> he just and was getting really excited. I no, I I legit didn't. <laughs> fact check whether or not it was Tommy because I didn't want to look at him because because it was so gross to me that I didn't want to see him while he was doing it so I didn't look up that's that's how my life just went just now <laughs> so um, alright everybody this okay so if you were complaining about our podcast being a little too short last week this one should hold you over a lot of heavy breathing hey guys rate comment please that's a- <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> where did you get? What did you get this from? I don't know. I've been watching the most disgusting you shit porn? in the world, <laughs> just trying to get funny shit. Oh God! Well, I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. It's still going. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, after that nice read, we're we're all a little worked up. Um, yes, please rate, review, <laughs> subscribe us. Um, also, also, just real quick, uh, uh, people people saw us in Vegas, uh, like Mike in Vegas, for instance. You you saw us in Vegas, and there are other people that tweeted us. You saw us, but you didn't say hi. Say hi if yeah. you if you see Rude. us. Say hi, because um, it, it's it's a little more weird that you like I saw you, but I didn't. I saw you yeah, from a distance. I didn't see anything. I didn't. Come say hi to us. We're I've sort of nice. You. Oh, Jack, Jack just almost flew off a chair. <laughs> Okay, he's the only one not drinking again, but still somehow going to be the one injured at the end of the night. Oh, there you go, guys. All right, shall we? Shall we get out of here? Yeah, we'll talk. Should we to just guys. sleep here tonight? Yeah, Fuck sure. Get. I got pillows over there and a couch. Yeah. Well, your couch sucks, but I have a couch in my office, so it's yeah, fine. Yours is better than mine. Yeah. I don't sleep at work though. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it. All right, rate, review, subscribe. We'll see you next week on the Unsolicited Podcast. Bye.